Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Elon Musk, tech entrepreneur, mad scientist, evil genius, whatever you think about this guy, there's no denying the impact that he has had on society. PayPal, Tesla, SpaceX, his businesses are household names. We are or have been investors in all three of those. He also is working on things you might be less familiar with, like Neuralink. They're developing this futuristic brain implant and The Boring Company, which was a SpaceX spinoff that is digging tunnels here on Earth. But like most super genius types, he might best be known for his quirkiness. Last week, we he went on a bit of a Twitter rant about giving people freedom, declaring that he was selling all of his possessions and houses. He was on Joe Rogan's show yesterday and went into some of that. And we'll talk about that. But the one thing that they did not talk about and maybe most interesting to the investing world was the tweet that kicked off this rant. Elon tweeted, Tesla's stock is too high. Today on Dumb Money Live, we take a closer look at Elon Musk. This is Dumb Money Live with Chris Camillo, Dave Hansen, and Jordan McLean, streaming live on YouTube. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. Welcome to the show. So within 30 minutes of tweeting that Tesla stock price is too high, the stock fell nearly 12%. That's $14 billion of market cap. So why would the CEO of Tesla tweet that? It was just a couple of days after their earnings report where he had a bit of a meltdown on their call with analysts, but that didn't phase investors. The stock was up big after earnings and It's really not the first time he's tweeted about the stock. He was sued by the SEC for securities fraud after a tweet about having funding in place to take Tesla private. Part of that settlement, it was exactly a year ago, it was the requirement that Tesla lawyers approve any future tweets he makes about Tesla that contain material information. I'm sure his lawyers did not review any of last week's tweets. The SEC has not yet weighed in on whether they think tweeting that the price is too high is material information or not. But I have a theory about why he tweeted that. And I don't think it was just out of frustration, as one of the analysts has theorized. And a couple of days ago on our last live show, actually, Chris, you said you have a theory and I and we haven't compared notes on this or anything. I can't wait to see if we're thinking the same thing. I did extensive Googling last night. I could not find a single news article or blog post or tweet or YouTube video with the same theory that I have. But I know how you think. And I'm about 90 percent sure you're thinking the same thing as me. (laughs) Okay. um. Here's what I think. And I haven't researched any of it. I don't know what other people's theories are on this. I did not look into this. I think that he's trying to, in a weird way, get in front of any claims that he is manipulating the stock upward uh, for the benefit of his bonus, which is that option to purchase shares at, I think, roughly $340 or $370 a share. Uh, had to meet like 10 or 15 stipulations. Uh, most yep. of them were met. At this point, he just needed the stock price to maintain above a certain level uh, above for a certain period of time. It looks like a lot of what's been going on, and there's a lot of really interesting claims. I've researched a bunch of them. They seem to be correct. 
that lead to some really fishy things that, that, that have gone on in this last earnings report to kind of prop up numbers uh, to, <laughs> to keep that, that, that stock price high. And I think, I think he's like, hey, how can you say that I wanted the stock price to be high if I came I'm, out and I'm, said I'm, the stock is yeah, too high? Coming out and, and verbatim saying it is too high, it should come down. So for my theory, we need to talk more about this compensation plan because it is very complicated complicated. It's very lucrative to him. According to SEC filings that the that Tesla made, it could be worth more than $55 billion if all of the thresholds, all 12 of these thresholds are met. He hasn't received any of that yet, but there are 12 tranches, milestones, where he gets paid when Tesla reaches these milestones. And the first one was just hit. Um, that could mean, and it's $700 million we're talking about for this very first one. And Every time he hits one of these, for the next 12 they hit, he gets 1% of Tesla's stock. So it's basically based on three elements. Two of these are operating milestones. And for the first payday for Elon, the company needs revenue that is $20 billion, adjusted EBITDA of at least $1.5 billion. Their earnings report showed that as of March 31st, they reached that. The other element is based on the company's market cap. So that's, you know, share price times the number of shares that exist in the world. So that first market cap milestone was $100 billion. The company needs to have an average market cap of $100 billion for six months in order to trigger that payment. And that trigger was hit last week, according to Reuters and some other news organizations that did the calculations. So one-twelfth of his total compensation plan, 1% of Tesla's stock, might just have opened up. Dave, do you know if it was hit before or after he made the statement? That's something I was looking at. Well, here's what I found. The options give him the right to buy Tesla stock at a preset price of $350 a share. That price was the set strike price back in January 2018 when this plan went into effect. According to the plan, these are non-qualified stock options. The vesting language in this pay plan states specifically each of the 12 tranches vests only when both a market capitalization milestone and an operational milestone are certified by the board as having been met. So basically the board decides the date that the vesting occurs, certifying the milestones were met, right? And we know how taxes work on non-qualified stock options. If you don't, you basically pay ordinary income tax, the highest possible tax rate on the difference between that strike price and the market price. So if the stock was at $850 a share, as it was on April 30th, he'd pay taxes on the difference between $850 and $350. So basically, he'd paying ordinary income taxes on $500 a share. But after the tweet, after that stock tanked, it went down to $701. That was the closing price of the day. The difference between $701 and $350 is only $391. So instead of paying taxes on $500 a share, he might only pay taxes on $391 a share, which is a huge difference. At the 37% tax rate, the 1.68 million shares, the, the lower $391 share has a built-in taxable gain of $660 million. So he'd owe $244 million in taxes compared to the higher $500 tax taxable gain built-in where he would owe $313 million in taxes. And the board decides when to certify and the milestones were met. And who do you think is on the board? Elon. So the rest of the board could have already signed off on that. And then Elon tweets, hey, this is too high. Then he certifies that the option that everything was met. And so instead of $850, he signs off when it was at $750. And by my calculations, that tweet might have saved Elon Musk as much as $69 million in taxes. 
But Dave, that 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 is that is pretty awesome. I mean, I, that I was not going. Isn't that, that genius? That is genius. You're like you're like you Elon Musk on. too. <laughs> um, I I I. I I, I know that he's smart enough. I know that he knows how non-qualified stock op- options work. I read his entire pay plan. It is a very complicated, it's an interesting pay plan. It's, it's genius the way they set it up. They basically, to, in order to, in order for him to reach the full, full payout, he, the company has to be worth $650 billion, which is, is never been seen before, right? They're at a yeah. hundred billion now. So th- that that's fascinating. I actually do, you know, having studied Elon the last few years, I do think his mind works in that way. I do also think that he would believe that people are not going to see what you saw and not even going to pay attention to it. And quite honestly, when it comes to accounting scandals at Tesla, there's so many that he would think kind of like the way Trump thinks, just keep spinning out new stuff and it will just keep <laughs> tricking them and they'll be on to the next thing, right? So it, it's not really even an accounting scandal. It's basically it's like, ma- market manipulation. Yes. Short term. And look, the stock's already back at $820 a share. It was not like a long term hit. It went down to $700. Just needed to do that for the day. It closed on that day. He could have certified that day. There's enough gray area there that, I mean, I would think that would be market manipulation and fraud. But I mean, there's so many other things to be pissed about if you're the sec when it comes to tesla that you're probably yes. that's way down the list right and and so, it and it may not have specifically violated the agreement that he entered into a year ago with the sec about material information he didn't disclose information about the company he disclosed an opinion that the stock price was too high it was too okay. high because he's gonna have to pay 70 million dollars more in taxes because it's so high hey jordan i want to get your take on this but before you do i just want to say if he's doing any of this for additional cash, additional money. And we want I want to talk about this on the show today. I don't think Elon is the type of guy that's doing it because he wants to buy a new house, obviously. It's it's no, not he's, about he's, that. It's about he's very much not about material things. And he's it's about the, to him in his sick mind, it's about the greater good. Now you can agree or not agree with him, but I think everything that Elon does, when if you really read into what he's all about. In his mind, it's for the greater good, right? In his mind, he's doing it because everyone else is an idiot. And he has to he has to manipulate these things, make sure that his company is secure, make sure that he has the power, that he has the financial resources to do this and that and that and that to save the world and to save humanity and to, because no one else is going to do it. So he thinks that there's a good reason to yes. do everything, to, to, to kind of break, to kind of, cut the corners to break the rules right he thinks there's a noble reason behind everything that he does and that's why there are no ends to the laws that i think elon will be willing to push right right to the brink but but jordan you i want to see what you think because you tesla was your forever stock when we did our forever stock episode on the primary channel dump just our dumb money channel this is dumb money live but we have another channel we talk about startups <clears throat> but we did our forever stock, and this is your forever stock, and you stock when this tweet, this series of tweets came out. So what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, either way, if it had fraudulent intent or if it was just subconscious and he kind of knew what would happen if it dropped, but he was just like maybe tweeted in frustration, it doesn't really matter. I don't. I just don't think it's appropriate for a CEO to be 
um, tweeting things like that about um, their stock price, right? And so I just think from that standpoint, I just don't want to be around. I mean, let's say that the SEC launches an investigation um, based on that tweet. When that news hits, the stock price could drop, you know, 20%. Who knows? Um, and just that volatility, I don't need in my life right now. And so I bounced. Oh, you sold your stock? Oh, yeah. I'm out. I, I don't do, I, wow. I can't deal with somebody like that. <laughs> I love, look, there are things that I love about Tesla. Um, I love that they're driving technology for, um, you know, they're they're doing a lot of stuff with like battery tech. They're, uh, um, you know, they've really made it possible to have, uh, a, you know, an environmentally sustainable car. And I, I love some of these things, but um, it just freaks me out when somebody runs a company like that. Um, just kind of, you know, pardon my French wild ass. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that, 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 uh, that, that turns me off. And so I don't know. I don't know what happened to Chris. He just like disappeared, but I heard oh, some he, yelling he, in the background. So that, no, he's, he's on his other camera. It looks like he's setting up his other laptop. Are you, I don't know what he's doing. He's going Blair Witch on us. Wow. We will, we will get back to him as, yeah. as soon as possible. But did you watch the Joe Rogan, uh, interview with Elon last night? I actually did not. No. You didn't. No. I was fascinated. I, yeah. so I, I'm like, I like Tesla. I think Elon is, I'm on the side of, He's a genius. He's not an evil genius. I think he he does mean well. It's just, if you think about, like, even the namesake of the Tesla company, uh, Nikolai Tesla was also kind of this mad scientist genius that was misunderstood. And and he could have, you probably know more than I do about the technology that tes- the, orig- the OG Tesla um, had created, this the competitor to Edison's Tesla a coil or not Tesla coils, but direct current versus alternating current. Right. Right. And had that become the standard, the way it, it, isn't that a more efficient technology? Yeah. The weird, yeah, the weird thing about it is that, uh, you know, um, as far as, you know, who won out in the end, I mean, I think Nikola Tesla's ideas um, and his genius won out in the end, but um, not financially for him. Right. And so yeah. that's kind of the, that's the weird thing about calling, it Tesla's that they're winning out financially and they're doing, um, you know, a lot of really nice, uh, uh, really, really neat technology too. So, um, but yeah, Tesla, Nikola Tesla. I, I so I've, I watch every movie, every documentary uh-huh. I can find. You guys are in the wrong spot. I'm just going to switch you yeah. now and, and, and then I can put your uh, things back in. And Chris, we can't hear you again. So you might want to plug your microphone in. We can't hear you. He can't hear us either. You, I can't hear you. Nope. <laughs> Live internet. Welcome to our show. And for that, let someone else know that we're here. We're trying our best. We're giving that you all this funny. great information. <laughs> um, but anyway, in his thing, they, they did address yesterday on the Joe Rogan show. Uh, he talked about selling his possessions. He talked about how he basically could build his dream house, but didn't really think that that was the best use of his time or resources. He'd rather spend his time getting to Mars. I thought that was kind of, and I think that's the way he thinks. He thinks in terms of like how, how his brain cycles work. He says he allocates 90% of his brain cycles to uh, Tesla, 5% to this new AI brain implant thing that he's working on. And, you know, 
that's about it. Sure. And I, I, you know, and I agree with that. I think that Tesla will ultimately be successful because of that. Um, and so it kills me to bounce on um, the stock. I just, you know, I, I think there's too much risk associated with the way that he, you know, behaves to, to <laughs> sit there and take it. Right. Um, I mean, that, that makes risk. sense. Yeah. But for me, I mean, I, I like him. I like his products. I yeah. actually think my next car, I've, I've decided that I'm not getting that Ford Bronco, even though Tesla bought me one already with my stock gains. I'm going to get the uh, Tesla Model X. And I'm working on Tesla paying for that for me. It looks but like. Let me uh, tell you the other thing that killed me about have. Tesla. That truck is ridiculous. Oh, the Cybertruck? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know Leon loves it. I think Chris loves it too. But I'm all Rivian on the on the electric truck. I don't know. I don't know what happened to Chris. He's he might need to reboot his entire system. Oh wait, is he, he's okay. My you're bad. on it. You're on your old laptop. You want to be on that? All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Chris Miller viewing only. Okay, this is. Wheels oh, are off okay. on this episode already. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear us? Yeah. I Do you mean, want to be on that camera? I don't think I have a choice right now. <laughs> um, and I don't know what happened. If, could you see me and not hear me? or I could see you and then not hear you. And then you froze and then you went to a black screen. So oh. right now, like if we pull up that camera, <laughs> you are just a black screen. That's so, super weird. Okay. Um, but you're I'm, now back at like 12 frames per second and blurry when you move. So you're clearly on your old laptop again. Yes. I, th- this is, you know, when you said that this new setup would be great because I would have a backup, I didn't think I would have to use it on day two. <laughs> now, I see you. I see you in the preview, but I can't pull you up. So I think you just need to restart your uh, uh, your iPad. Oh, oh, okay. So I, I, I have so much to say. I've so always going to be so annoyed if, uh, yeah, we, if we had to boot you from this episode. <laughs> Let's see if oh, the commenters have anything to say about that. <laughs> um, I think I Chris's think camera Chris's circa nineteen seventy five. Yeah, Chris's frame rate fell like Tesla stock. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's evil genius right there. That's good. <laughs> is is uh, is Elon watching? I wonder if that is Elon. The uh, commenters are also saying you look hungover. Did you did you have a uh, a Zoom happy hour or something last night? No, I'm I've had a total of three alcoholic drinks since the quarantine started for me on like March first. So, no. Um, guys, this is the Elon Musk is the biggest mystery. I, I can just spend all day, every day doing nothing but studying this guy and, and trying to figure out what's going to happen next with Tesla. I think that he is the biggest nutbag. First of all, can we talk about one tweet, that tweet I sent you earlier? Which I one? Think, you one. Sent me oh, I got to hold on my door. Hold on, hold on a sec. Hold on a <laughs> sec. I guess he's not used to doing shows on Fridays. I don't know. Uh, so he, he did send a couple of tweets. So I'm going to pull up uh, both of them. Are you going to pull up the Zero Hedge tweet? The, uh... Okay. Sorry. I'm back. You hear? Is, it, is it the Zero Hedge tweet you want me to pull up? Yeah, no. No. That tweet, the, the tweet tweet. Elon's tweet about COVID. Oh, yeah. About the, sorry, about the virus. You can say, um, hey, well, uh, YouTube allows problem. us to talk about that now, by, by the way. Oh, they do? They do allow us to use that name? Okay. We're allowed to say COVID. We're allowed to say any any of these terms, as long as we're not 
giving misinformation and they have artificial intelligence trying to figure out whether or not they ban us from YouTube for talking about COVID. But in passing references, uh, YouTube says it's absolutely fine and they won't uh, turn people away. I think this is really important because I think everyone tends to be on one side of the Elon Musk kind of, you know, he's he's a nutbag. He's crazy. You can't trust him. He's a lunatic. And then or he's he's this genius or evil genius. He's the smartest man in the world. Thank God we have him for humanity. And I think it's not mutually exclusive. I think he could be both. And this tweet really resonated with me um, back on March 19th. He said, based on current le- based on current trends, probably close to zero new cases in the U.S. to by end of April. OK, so for him to say that on March 13 about us having zero cases uh, on April 1st, you have that was you can't debate this. He's either he has the worst judgment skills ever. I mean, there's no I don't care what side of this whole virus that you're on to make that statement on March 13th was so out of it and so completely wrong by any measure. I don't know how you could have that type of terrible insight into what was happening in America and and just general science. Right. He's supposed to be one of the smartest people ever and had a Tesla SpaceX this is science, right? You could think that it's a, you could think that that it's blown out of proportion. You could think that we should close down America or we shouldn't close down America. You could think a lot of things, but on March 13th to say that we would have zero new cases by by April 1 is just scientifically so ignorant and so wrong. How dumb or misinformed or drugged up does a person need to be to actually think that and say that? And so that that was a game-changing moment for me. And he said some crazy things in the past, but that was like a factually just, I want to talk about that statement. If he says that, right, you have to kind of question everything you know and think about Elon. And maybe he was high when he said it, right? Maybe he was not. Maybe he was as high as the stock price. You know, like, like, Oh, I don't think you can hear us. I got, I, I hear you now. I got you now. I got you. You know, we are we are like real TV people now. We have these things in our ears, and it's yeah. Chris so, is Chris is just really not good at technology. But but guys, I gotta I gotta I gotta get through that tweet, right? I gotta get because like I sold like Jordan. I oh that's another one. That's a great that that's the that's the great. We can't hear it though. Can you hear it? Uh, I'll I'll play it, I'll play it for you with sound in a second. Play, I have to switch it to a sound. different thing. It's so it's so great. This, this other tweet is like the ultimate. This is Eon this this month. This is who he is this month, right? Um, but is I mean, you can't really take anything that he says seriously, or you can, you have to lose a lot of faith in his judgment skills, right? As a CEO as a leader. And at the same time, because Jordan, this is why you sold, right? Me and you sold at the same time. I kept a quarter of my Tesla at the time, but you sold all of it. But both me and you basically did the same thing. We, we, we saw that and we're like, we had to sell. But is does it really matter? Is it Does it matter if Elon is a completely moronic lunatic at the end of the day, if he's 
evil genius in some ways, and yet in some other ways completely lost his mind and can't doesn't understand reality. Is that a bad thing even? I, I want to discuss that. Yeah, I mean, look, when I think about it, I think about, you know, you kind of need to understand what's happening in the economy and um, in people's general psyche to be able to effectively operate a business, right? Um, but do so, you? That's a what Do you? Do I mean, you, though? Know? <laughs> yeah. that, that's where I, I want to raise that question. Right. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I, I would I would think that it would be helpful, right? You Don't would you? think. you. I um, would think so, too. But but we have to question. I think today's show is the question. Yeah, we've We've seen that he's not just an evil genius when it comes to technology and engineering and all of these things. He's also just rethinking philanthropy and just he's trying to do good in this world. I, I think that his whole stance on he'd rather get to Mars than build his dream house. You know, he could definitely have the the dome that opens with a helicopter that shoots out of the top. But he's he's selling all of his stuff. He, he basically feels like that is a distraction and that gives people too much ammunition to say, no, you have stuff. So you're not doing good. He's doing his best. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, I, I listen. I kind of agree with you. And that's why I'm in this middle place where I can see how terrible his judgment is and that he might not actually be smart in a lot of ways. And at the same time, listen, I've always said intelligence is not, it's not linear, right? It's not, you can't say that, Oh, he's either smart. So he's smart in all these ways, or he's dumb in all these ways. I'm a big believer in that. And, And, and perhaps Elon is just so different, right? So different in the way that his mind works uh, that he can achieve such extraordinary things at, while at the same time being so terribly wrong uh, and so terribly misconceived about so many other things. And that might actually potentially work for a company like SpaceX and like Tesla, right? And, and because at the end of the day, what does it, what does it really matter if he has the capacity to generate fanfare and to generate tens of billions of dollars in funding and take risk that no sane CEO or company would be willing to take, right? If he's willing to do that, that has potential to turn into things that are so magically amazing, right? That even with him being a complete nutbag and being and not even understanding basic science of a virus that in two weeks, a virus that is spreading rapidly is not going to magically disappear. I mean, like maybe it doesn't matter. Is all I'm yeah. Saying. yeah. I mean, no, to me, it's not that he, you know, maybe even thought that it's that he isn't exposing himself to enough ideas to be able to even see the counter argument to that. Right. And so is he like caught up in some, you know, conspiracy theory, weird, you know, um, portal of the internet that he doesn't, you know, look at other people's opinions and try to correlate his own with, you know, arguably the the biggest thing that's going on in society right now. I mean, that seems weird. It does. I think seem- he has a lot of thoughts on it. Uh, right. He just he just has. And yesterday in his Joe Rogan interview, he was explaining how he feels like he's seen he's seen this already, and he's uh, he saw it go down in China, and he has. 6,000 employees in China and none of them died. And he feels like he's seeing a replay of it in English, I think is what he said. And he just feels like this isn't a big deal because he knows better. And that's just a, like an arrogant kind of way of thinking about it. But he's kind of like in every other part of his life, he doesn't have people questioning his 
thought process, and so he's probably just used to it. And this is uh, no. Here's the here's the one uh, tweet response that uh, we saw. This is uh, how in response to uh, Elon saying, "I'm selling almost all of my physical uh, possessions," that he's going to own no house, that he's. Uh, the stipulation on the sale of the house that he owns, uh, Gene Wilder's house, it cannot be torn down. So the response was weird because this is how I picture the scene at that house right now or with, with Elon right now. <laughs> no wonder why he loves Gene Wilder and bought his house. I mean, he sees, he relates, like, in the same way that a, that I would imagine a serial killer would see himself in the, in the vein of other serial killers. Elon, I think, sees the madness in his own brain, right? When, oh, they, I... You're going to have to switch your microphone over. I can't hear you on, on the other camera. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, I'm back. Should For we have you on, in two views? Just I think yeah, we should do double fun. Chris, double Chris, just in case. <laughs> I'm good. We just we get rid of the just... bad one. Get rid of the bad one. <laughs> There's an evil genius. <laughs> okay, we're back. And which one's the bad one? Uh, it's this one. Okay, boom. Now, now we've got ourselves a YouTube channel. Of course, we can't hear you again. <laughs> I can only hear you on the bad one. So you have to switch switch your microphone or turn your microphone on on the on the good one. I can I can't oh, hear okay. you on that. It's probably on. <laughs> now, now it's on. on. Now, now it's on. I bet right. Okay, it's on. Yeah, yeah. It's on now. We've got you now. Okay, so um, listen, I I really want to come into this episode. You know, the one thing that I hate about cable news and talking heads and pundits and all these people is they have this kind of, they have a mindset when they go into something and you can't change it, right? Yeah. So like when people start a YouTube show, same thing. I think people, they have a mindset, they come into the show and that's their, they have, that's the way they feel. And they're going to try to convince all their followers that this is the way to think. I really Well, and if you're just, if you're just tuning in now, I have a very strong opinion on what I think went down in the tweet. So make sure you uh, watch this from the beginning. <laughs> I, I, want, I want to come into the show, and I really am. I have no clue. I'm trying to figure out for myself, and I've spent probably 100 hours studying Elon, right, over the last couple of years. I want to figure out for myself, who is this guy? Is Tesla a good investment? What are the tail risks? involved I, I mean is he a mad genius or is he a complete lunatic fraudster or is he a combination of the two with good intent right with good intent and i kind I think of that's, feel that I that's, think that's where what i'm headed is. right now yeah i think he's he is kind he's eccentric but he means well and he's doing great things for society but just has enough quirks that are kind of distracting from that we might not ever know. That's the thing, right? I mean, he could be a total psychopath and, you know, just somebody that doesn't meet him and doesn't actually interact with him on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. You'll never know. But you know yep. what? The world, think about how, how, 
how much color the world would lose if Elon disappeared tomorrow. I mean, aren't you glad in in, in a day when we don't have Steve Jobs anymore? No, absolutely. Aren't you glad we have Elon here? Like, that's no, I, was I mean, gonna, I'm totally I was gonna say. glad that he came out and he created. I mean, a fantastic product, right? I think the Tesla, uh, especially the um, um, not the roads, what's the uh, the nice sedan. The Model S? Yeah, yeah, the Lynn? Model S. Lynn? The, the one that Lynn has? Fantastic the one that Lynn has? Yeah, yeah that's, that's what he has. has. Yeah. See, you know what's so funny? I I know people love Tesla, and I com- completely appreciate the technology revolution that is in every Tesla. It's kind of mind-blowing. It's actually insane. But for me, I don't like – when I go in Lynn's Tesla, and I drove it. He let me drive it, like, you know, for five minutes. Yeah, and I, I've it driven tech- it, too. I, I drove it from your bar to his house. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, okay, is it technically fast? Yes, but it, to me, it feels like an Acura NSX where it's so well, like, it's so stable, it doesn't feel fun when you're accelerating. It's like it's too stable. And also, I don't like having, like, a 30-inch screen in my face when I'm in the car. Like, I think it's odd and weird, but that's just me. I'm I like it. I like I like the whole interior. Yeah, you can barely get a camera to work, so I, I'm... I love having a giant <laughs> iPad it's, as the center console, and um, I, my next car is going to be the X, and uh, Elon, uh, Elon is going to buy it for me. Uh, so, but did you? So, how much? Uh, Jordan did not watch it. How much did you watch of the uh, Joe Rogan special yesterday? I didn't watch the actual two-hour show, but I did watch a few different uh, shows you, you know, about the, the show. Hot recaps, and then I read a ton, like all the coverage of it, um, and a lot of the tweets going back and forth. I should, I spent well over two hours reading about it. I should just watch the show. Quite well, this is good. We have two perspectives because I actually watched it and I took some notes, and I did not watch a single recap. So I don't know what the consensus estimate on uh, Elon's craziness is, but I feel like he was. So I watched the first one too. That uh, that was about a year ago, and. He came across as way less crazy to me. I think uh, he he had some good things to say uh, about selling his possessions. He's sad about it. Uh, they, he says possessions weigh you down. They're an attack factor. People uh, say are like, hey, billionaire, you've got it all. Well, now I don't have stuff, so what are you going to do? I feel like he's do just you know trying why that's to remove distractions. Do you know why that's so important? Is because, And this is what I love, and this is why... Part of the reason why I got back into the stock more heavy this morning. Okay, I actually bought, I doubled my Tesla position this morning. Actually, more than doubled it. I'm back up to 500 shares. So I, you know, I have a meaningful amount of shares in Tesla now. I did it because that move to sell his houses. When I understood why he did it, I said, you know what? This is actually for the benefit of Tesla because doing that is going to enable him to get people off his back it's going to enable him to actually do better in terms of raising funds for tesla because people are going to be less prone to attack him for the potential fraud he's doing all the time with maybe manipulating stock and all this stuff right if that is a manipulation if it is fraud because at the end of the day, if he's like, I'm not really benefiting from it personally, yeah. because all I'm really doing is taking that money and pushing it back into building great things for humanity. If I think that's a really smart thing versus like Jeff Bezos bought like the biggest house in the world or in the West Coast, right? 
And so, and he's wearing like silver and I love Amazon. We, Amazon's my forever stock, but he's wearing like glitter shirts and stuff. You know, like <laughs> it's just the whole, ooh. now Elon might do that too, actually. But I feel like there, it, at the end of the day, whatever Elon does, as crazy as it is, if you think it's fraudulent or if you think it's manipulation, if you think it's outright lying, and I think it's a lot of those things, he's doing it for the benefit of that company and for innovation and to be able to push forward and forge forward. Now, it's a dangerous game. It's a dangerous game. And when I bought back into Tesla this morning, I didn't buy a thousand shares, which I was considering doing, which I used to own. I only bought 500 total. And the reason why is there is significant tail risk in any Tesla investment right now. Um, And you have to understand that as a Tesla investor, at any moment in time, uh, something could happen with an investigation with some of the lies that might or might not be told right now about what's happening at the company might get surfaced that could take down the company theoretically, right? He's pushing to the brink. He's levering the company. Basically, he's levering the truth. Does that make sense? He's levering reality, levering truth. And if things go sour, like a global pandemic that doesn't end as quickly as we need it to, if things go sour, what happens is a lot of those things that he's pushing to the edge will surface and could implode the entire company, right? And I think that's what we saw out of Elon this month. He started to get so stressed out about the fact that his factories might not be able to open in the next few weeks. And he knows better than anyone that if that happens, he is so the way he's structured this company is so on the edge that it won't survive with factories closed for six more months, seven more Look, months. Look, you've basically got a just-in-time car company, right? And so the, they're, they're counting on being able to sell these things as soon as they produce them and get them into customers' hands. And right now, they can't produce, and they haven't been able to for like a month or more. So I mean, yeah. it's a it's a big problem for their and and they have a lot of pre-orders, and they and they have they, yeah. they can sell these cars if they can make them, and so that's that is huge. So I I did like a few things that he said about uh, consumption and capital allocation, uh, U.S. over allocation of talent in finance and law. More people should be making stuff. Manufacturing is looked down upon. He thinks that that is wrong, and that somebody has to make the stuff. Or provide the service. And I think that he, you know, at, at heart, he's he's out there actually practicing what he preaches. He's out there making stuff. He's he's not just he could sit on the sidelines right now. He could retire and just just on the money that he already has would never have to worry about finances. He would just he would do he would do just fine. Right. He, but he, he's he, not. He's he, continuing he to try to push forward. No, he he ha- he has to push forward. Let's talk about one of the red flags that kind of bothers me. Um, okay. You know, I think the biggest red flag, uh, and people are talking about this, is the fact that no insurance company in the world will write DNO, that's director and officer insurance, for the board of directors of Tesla. That is something that is so meaningful. What that actually means is that when you look at the potential tail risk in the accounting of Tesla and like there are things like regulatory credits, for example, like they get to manipulate regulatory credits from what I understand quarter by quarter to kind of push, right. You know, regulatory credits in one quarter so that it shows that they're more profitable. The margins are better with the regulatory credits. And like, it's very confusing. There's so much happening that no insurance company in the world will insure a director or officer of Tesla. So Elon has to personally use his own money 
to insure self insure the, so the board because because he's uninsurable. Do you realize that that has in, has never happened before? It's insane. Did my camera freeze again? Oh, it's insane. <laughs> it's actually insane. Well, yeah, it's and, a and huge real tail risk. Yeah, right. Is he? Is that the? Is he the only executive in the world that is uninsurable? I'm sure there's others, right? I don't know of any, but I mean, his whole board is uninsurable. Well, I think that that's just because he's on it. I, I imagine that if he because was not Because they're associated board, with him and Tesla. <laughs> because, because he put them on the board. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what's it. funny? I, I was, what do you, I know you mentioned it earlier, but Neuralink, Dave, could you talk a little bit about this? I, I think this is fascinating. There are people on Twitter that are, that are raising their hand saying that they would like to be the test cases for Neuralink. Oh because it was basically Neuralink, they could essentially shut off your pain threshold, right? Like they could shut off your pain sensors it, in your it body. It basically eventually turns into this episode of Black Mirrors where your brain can have these. Basically, what Neuralink is developing currently is a early, early stage thing that, that it basically they drill a hole in your skull that's about an inch in diameter and they hook these wires into your brain that stimulate parts. It's it's uh, it's locally inserted into the brain. And uh, the initial use cases are to uh, help people with severe brain injuries uh, regain, uh, you know, the ability to move muscles or to um, restore vision or hearing or that sort of thing. How is Elon involved, Dave? He uh, is the co-founder of this company. Um, and it's uh, it's called Neuralink. I'll, I'll pull up their website if you want to see it. And it's private, but- correct? It is currently a private company. Um, And basically, they've developed this technology and they've developed a robot that actually inserts the electrodes into your brain. They stitch you up and then it can interface anywhere. It's it's like locally. uh, But eventually, he, he imagines a world where your entire brain could be connected to these wires. And, um, you know, initially, this is this is a very small use case of people with severe brain injuries. But in the future, and he, he was pushed on, on how far in the future. He said five to 10 years, maybe more like 10 years. Maybe that's like the early, earliest case that something like this could happen. But basically can fix anything that's wrong with the brain. It's a microcontroller that controls muscle groups, restores limb functionality. Uh, they, they compared it to the, you know, the, the bionic, the, what is it? The $6 million man or the $6 billion man in this case, because 6 million is nothing these days. Um, but he says that. In at the world of AI, he's also he he co-founded this AI kind of institute that is a nonprofit that uh, I don't think he's still involved with, although he's still a donor to it. But um, he basically says AI is getting better, and that if you assume a benign scenario where AI becomes like a sentient being, that that it could um, that, that we're already kind of cyborg to some degree because you're constantly looking at your devices and your laptop and and things. This is just in, would increase the speed with which you can communicate. So right now, the slowest part of checking something on your phone is actually opening the app or typing in what you're looking for. And if that communication could be streamlined through a brain implant, it creates this this closer connection to a device that could help you with being able to remember everything or kind of like when you're watching a movie played back that you shot on your iPhone, it's a perfect memory. You could record 
and relive things through a direct brain implant. It's very Black Mirror. I'm, uh, you know, it's. I don't know where where this is going, but he's he's pioneering this technology. Um, he talked about the the data rates. Like right now, you can maybe interface with a machine at a hundred bits per second. A commute a computer can do that at a hundred terabytes per second. And once you solve that input output problem, you can uh, basically be able to communicate without words. That that language is kind of this roadblock to communication. For me to explain to you what he said is me taking what I heard yesterday, compressing it down to words and saying it to you, and then it's being decompressed by you as you're listening to what I'm saying, and part of it you're understanding, part of it you're not. I'm not explaining it right. So language is a very kind of limiting way of communicating, and this kind of direct communication to a device or even to another human could be the future of communication. It's it's very strange to think about. But Should we try to invest in that one? I, like, I would love we're in SpaceX. I, I would love to, to get some shares in this new uh, brain implant company. I, I would love it. But anyway, we'll have Chase look uh, into that. It was that a for fascinating com conversation that, uh, and and you know, he, he he kind of talked about how machines will have consciousness. You know, if you think about how hydrogen over time turned into all of the elements that we have now and and 13 billion years later we're having this conversation and I'm talking to you over electronic communication and people we have hundreds of people watching this conversation right now just imagine the future where this is just where I could have this conversation without having you reboot your laptop right you see this Dave, was just the natural. problem with this and here's why I don't want to invest in this company like the problem with this is that this would sound a lot more exciting if three weeks ago, or whenever it was, not six weeks ago, Elon didn't come out in mid-March and say that he thought there would be zero cases of COVID in the United States on April 1st. Because like, like- I think he, he took an extreme stance. So, so it's, it's kind of, of all or nothing, right? So there, there yeah. were people saying, this is going to be the worst thing that has ever been experienced on planet Earth. And then there were people saying, it's nothing and it's gonna go away and it's going to, uh, there, there will be a miracle and it will disappear. Two extremes. And I don't think that you can ever be right if you're on any extreme, right? Yeah. Somewhere yeah. in the middle is the truth. And- yeah. Trying to pick that course is difficult. And if you over-prepare and go too far, you're going to have these people saying, no, that, that, that's too much. And if you under-prepare and more people die, you're going to have these people saying that's too much. So it's, it's a really delicate balance, right? And so I think yeah. that he, he has been pegged as early on saying that it's, it's not going to exist and nothing to worry about. He obviously was taking this extreme side and we know that that's not right, but there's, there's not a correct answer on either side of an extreme spectrum. You you talk about you being a radical centrist, right? A <laughs> radical centrist. That's centrist. Like, yes. I am a radical centrist. Okay. Yes. Like and I, I would define, I would self-identify as a radical centrist too. I don't. I I think that both sides on the extremes are nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yes. I do. I can find not maybe dead in the middle, but somewhere on this this part of the spectrum. If you're if this See how good I am at knowing where I am in the frame. If but, this is the entire, <laughs> the entire spectrum, I'm somewhere here, right? But Dave, no, no, no. It, it's not just being here. We have to do this 
differently. As a, we're, we're a radical centrist. Like, we'll take yes. the center, no. but we're going to we, turn we are, the center upside yeah, down. We, we are in the dead center, but then also looking at this Twisting other it. axis. Yes. Twisting. What are you talking about? It. I think we've lost it as much as uh, Elon himself. Well, uh, hey, you know, you know who I think would agree with our radical centrist? Probably Elon would totally understand. He'd be like, "Oh, radical centrist! That makes total sense to me." I know, right? and, and actually, you know, if if you read his Wikipedia article, I, that's where I get half of my information. Is that that's how he's described as 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 not being radical on either side? He he is, you know, he he has disagreements with both uh, extremes, right? Um, but I think I think he means well, and I, I like him as a as a technologist futurist who's going to help push things further. I feel like we're this the fact that you and I are having this conversation and we meet you know multiple times per week over the internet and and have these kind of conversations. I think has pushed us forward. We I don't think you and I would have done a FaceTime call had we not been forced to stay in our houses for a month. No, nope, or nope. voluntarily stayed in our houses six weeks before we were asked to stay home and <laughs> voluntarily staying in our houses six weeks after we were told that we're allowed to go out. I mean, we're we're extreme, right? We, we are. We are extreme. Hey, can we talk about batteries for a minute? Can um, we? <laughs> this is a big this is a big part of the Tesla story. OK, so we okay. all know that. Battery day is coming at some point this month. It's really dependent on when the factory can open. But, you know, so I sent you guys uh, some information about kind of a battery scandal at Tesla right now that's unfolding. And it's essentially it, there, there, there are people that are saying that what Tesla has done is they have re-engineered the chemistry of their batteries to essentially overperform at the very, very beginning of its life to, to, to have extraordinary performance for the EPA ratings, okay? And then in the first year of the battery life, the battery goes down by like 8 to 10%, which is not normal, okay? All the other battery makers, they, they, don't go, they go down maybe 1%, right, in the first year, one or two. So, but they have engineered it to basically mess with the system. And again, a lot of this comes from pressure. Tesla is under enormous pressure to be better, right? They're under enormous pressure to get sales of cars. Otherwise, the whole company can go under. You remember how many times in the last 18 months we thought Tesla might go under completely? So when you're under that type of pressure, it creates some, you make really rash decisions. And I'm worried that Tesla might has done has made a crazy decision to do that at the same time where the old me might have been like, this is fraudulent. I'll never invest in this company. This is insane. This is going to blow up the company. The new me is like, you know what? I don't, I think they'll get away with it. I don't think anyone's going to get it. I don't think it's going to go anywhere because I think he is such a monster when it comes to I, like dilute, dil, I think like the whole it. world. I think the whole world has gone to this place where nothing matters anymore, right? So yes, exactly. The news cycle so, has become so short, and and everything can be overshadowed by the next news cycle. That we're in a we're in a very strange time where there could be radical news that would have dominated the uh, collective conversation for months in even as little as five years ago, where now that radical information 
could be overshadowed by another piece of radical information the next day or the next day or the next day. And, the, and yeah. if you Here's learn to the, manipulate that, you can get away with anything now. Here's the thing with the batteries. Um, everybody knows about it, right? Like this isn't any new information. Every single person that's buying a Tesla goes out and researches this thing to the tilt. All the information on battery drawdown is online. There are charts and graphs you can find in a million different places. And when you buy your car, you can actually chart and graph and track your performance compared to everybody else. And so that's one of the things that, yeah, I mean, I do Good agree point. that they're probably trying to juice the uh, battery numbers as, like, as much as they possibly can. But everybody that's buying already knows it. So I don't think it's necessarily a big But do you problem. know what's great about Tesla? Hold on, can I say what's so great about Tesla, and this would be so wrong for most companies, is that Tesla is the only automotive company in the world that is like, Let's juice it for the EPA. And, and Elon's like, that's a brilliant idea, guys. Yeah. Juice yeah. it. Juice it for the EPA. Let's see if we can push it to 500 instead of 400 when the next best is 300, right? In terms yeah. well, of, of how long. And like, It's and a different way of handling it. So Apple, for example, you know that your iPhone, it's just the nature of batteries. Your iPhone is going to lose battery performance over time. Yeah. And so their way of combating that was in the software saying, well, on day one, we know the battery's brand new, so we can run faster processes. And as it uh, as it gets older and the battery is less less reliable or performing at a lower level, we're going to reduce the speed with which our operations are trying to use the battery. So, and that became this this thing that that they weren't talking about. They they were trying to do the right thing. They were trying to make your phone last longer, knowing that the physics of batteries drain over time and batteries are not going to last forever. So they tried to make the life of your phone last forever. But because secretly they were slowing your phone down over time, they got they had this bad perception that what they were doing was crippling the phone because they wanted you to buy the next phone. When yeah. the reality is it's a physics problem that they were trying to solve with software. Yeah, well, I feel it's like not yeah, it's not just that. And you'll see that there's another thing that Apple's done recently, and that's that they um, slow charge your phone overnight, and then yes. they'll only add that extra 20% at the very end. There's a reason for that, and that's that um, these lithium-ion batteries work best between like 40 and 80% charge. Yeah, right? a and fully so charged battery is bad for the battery. What Tesla does is they only charge your um, car up to a certain amount unless you know that you need it to go to a higher charge, and they're doing that to try to get you – um, better battery capacity also. Well, just but, but, but better, what's amazing better, better is battery longevity. Is what okay, well, what's amazing is you know that at one point, Elon walked into the, the engineering room and said, guys, you must push this to 400. I want it there. I don't care what it takes. And they're like, well, we could do this. And he's like, sounds awesome. Do that. I don't yeah. care. Get it to 400. Whereas at Ford, no one's walking in and going, do whatever it takes I don't care what it is. I don't want to know about it. Whatever it takes, get the 400. Did you hear? I don't want to know about it. Just do whatever it takes. No one's doing that at Ford or Toyota. Yeah. They, they just, no one cares. Right. And we know for it. a fact that that's the way that jobs operated also. Right? Yes, so it was. he was walking yeah. in, talking to engineers, talking to designers, trying to get every little thing that he wanted done before you could get the product out the door. And at the end of the day, Jordan, that is why when I woke up this morning, the first thing I did was I upped my Tesla position yeah. because I know, yeah. listen, this investment is not about, it's not about, you know, security. It's not about everything is right. It's not about, can, can, can Elon, is he a good steward of my money at Tesla? In many ways, you can say absolutely not. The guy is the highest, you can't even get insured, right? 
Um, at the same time, in a weird way, if the position is sized appropriately, Tesla has the potential to be anything over the next 15 years, 20 years, anything. There's no telling where this could go. So for yeah. me, I don't know what the right position in Jordan is for you or you, Dave, but like for me, there's some amount of money that I need. I feel like, and I'm glad that I was pushed to think about this really seriously the last, you know, few weeks to a couple months, because I never really thought about that hard. I just always thought they were a fraud company and I don't want anything to do with them. Um, I've done so well just speculatively the last few months on these Tesla trades that now I really want to think deeply about it. And I feel like there's a portion of my portfolio that needs to just put a little money on crazy. Okay. And like, this is me putting a little money on, on crazy because sometimes you just got to be crazy enough to do ridiculous things and push the limits of the law, push the limits of, of morality, push the limits of everything just to do something so spectacular and you know what i can feel comfortable even if tesla blows up and goes to zero at some point i now can live with that i know what i'm getting involved with and i'm willing to put that much of my portfolio it's about it's about uh i don't know it's 400 i don't know it's it's three percent of my portfolio two and a half percent of my portfolio on absolute crazy yeah. Okay. If you could have, if you could have put that percentage of your portfolio um, in some kind of old timey ETF that uh, was an Einstein ETF, you probably would have done it. Or uh, a, a Nikolai Tesla ETF, you would have done it. Or probably a better investment would have been the uh, Thomas Edison ETF, but you would have done it, right? So this, to me, it's like there's a place in my investment portfolio for the mad scientist. And I like what he's doing, and I think that he will push our society, our technology further and faster than probably any other CEO alive today. So, Jordan, like what I really I was really looking forward to this episode. So I wanted to kind of flush all these thoughts out. And because I, I know you listen, I don't know how much you've been thinking about all this, but. Does this change things for you too? Like, I know you got out of Tesla. Would you? Are you considering getting back in a little bit? Maybe less than before. I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I would consider getting back in. I don't know. I mean, look, it, the, the instability that he provides. You know, I mean, there's arguments that it's great. And there's arguments that it's absolutely awful, right? And do I need to have a little bit of exposure? Sure. Am I going to buy 500 shares? No, maybe I buy a hundred or something like that, um, just to have a little bit of exposure to crazy. Um, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, do I, you buy them today? Look, I mean, so I hate I hate buying it at eight hundred. I really do. <laughs> you always really do, do this, man. Does you this always and you sit on the sidelines and you lose out. I know. Yeah, you always do this. Maybe get fifty today, and yeah. if it drops to seven hundred or six hundred, get fifty next week. But like. Like, I feel like if you feel that you should have a little Tesla in your life, a little Elon in your life, start with it right now, you know, because like, who knows? But like, just do a little at a time. Just get some on the show right now. And I, I have 500 today and, and I'm, I think I'm going to buy 500 more today. Well, wait, you have how many already, Dave? I have 500. And I'm going to another 500? 500? Yes. How much? You're going to have a thousand shares? thousand shares. That's a lot of, of that is crazy. A lot. That's a lot of crazy, Dave. I may have gone a little bit crazy after doing all this research, <laughs> after watching, after watching uh, two hours of him talking. It was uh... Dave. 
Can I just leave you with this? A, a little bit of crazy goes a long way. That's all I'm going to say. That is true. That is true. So a little I, bit of crazy so goes a long what, way. What I might do, and you know my strategy, I, I will probably instead of just buying the shares, I'm going to I'm going to write some puts that will give me those shares if it goes down, or give me some income if it doesn't. Right? Or I will continue to write covered calls on the shares that I have and and hedge myself and and give me a little income capping my losses in the event that, uh, you know, I, I Tesla is a volatile stock. The premiums are crazy. So if I do that on the way down, I will still be making money every week if I just do the weekly options. Before we get to some of our comment user comments, and we'll address those in a minute, I think we can't have a conversation about Elon and Tesla without talking about level five self-driving robo-taxis. Um, Level five self-driving robo taxis. Is this a is is that a thing? Like, is that a name of something that I need to Google real quick? Yes, that 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 that's like that's Elon's you know vision. Like, are these? Well, I know uh, I know his vision is is self-driving self-driving semis and cars and taxis and hyperloops. And he has a lot of things. It's level five. What you call it? <laughs> that's what other people were calling it. Smash, smash the like button for that. I, that's not a term that I, I've heard. <laughs> but we actually do need everybody watching. We, we we need everybody to smash the like button because I, I feel like we've said something that is demonetized or uh, hurt the algorithm because we, we dropped in viewership. Maybe it's our hot takes on Tesla. <laughs> what just during our show like we're, yeah, we're, we're only we're down to only 263 people watching right now i've got i've got right, to go hit look that at like stats. so that youtube hit knows like to button. keep promoting the show well, we know because, leon had because to otherwise we get kicked, we get kicked off bitcoin yeah leon took everyone to his crypto meeting is yeah. what happened what? Uh, so okay um, i'm i'm gonna have to make him no longer an admin on this <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's the thing, though, the, the self-driving car, I mean, Elon, I think he doubled down on 2020, I heard. I don't know if that's for real or what, but, like, he's doubling down on the fact that this software update is going to make his cars into self-driving taxis by the end of the year. That's what I, I can't that wait true? for that. I, I, will, I will buy one just for that. I think that's just another one of those things, man. I think he's crazy. I think he's, like, way too soon on it, but... I think it is a game changer when it happens. I do think that everything I've read at one point a few months ago, I went in so deep on self-driving technology and what they're doing over at Google, right, with their subsidiary uh, and some of the other. I was reading into engineer blogs about this, just the way that that the, that the um, visual visualization technology works, right. And I do think that Elon and Tesla have a pretty significant strategic advantage in their approach um, because their approach is more about data than about kind of hardware, like which is what Google and what is it, what's Google subsidiary? Um, uh, what, what is it? Self-driving uh, car. Wait, not wait. Uh, Waymo. Waymo. Is, is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I do feel that there's something there uh, and I don't know how it all comes together ultimately because I don't necessarily believe that it's people's Teslas that are leaving their driveway to go do self-driver duty, like like robo-duty for like four hours or something. I just don't see that happening. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I feel like there's a whole new fleet of Teslas that will come out for this purpose, right? Right. And I could see, and that to me 
is actually super exciting because it means that like, you know, goodbye Uber and Lyft and all that stuff. Like, by the way, the, you know, everyone's so into like the Uber tech and stuff. That difficult, right? I mean, if you have the car, if you have the car technology, if you have the car technology to do it with data that, that Tesla has, I think you could build the consumer app pretty quick and like, yeah. like circumvent Uber and Lyft, right? And just have it be Tesla, yeah, Tesla, a Tesla app where you request a Tesla to come pick you up driverless. And yeah, they could actually dominate that. And people would buy these cars, put them on the road and know they're going to be money making machines. Tesla could put their own cars on the road at cost and just have them. But be- Dave, do you know what the biggest part of it is? You know what the most beautiful part is? And here I've been thinking about this a lot. What is the most so, beautiful part? For a lot of companies to do this, they have to think, oh, you know, like we have to have parking lots. Also, we have to have a brand. We have to build a brand overnight that people are going to care about and do. Tesla could do this. We lost you again. Are you Tesla plugged into the internet today? Worked out with their car. <laughs> we, we lost you for a I'm second. Sorry. You Hold said up. Tesla could do this, oh, okay. dot, dot, dot. Am I back? You're back. Okay. So Tesla can do this. And I, I, I can see them doing this and saying, you know what? We're going to do it with our customers. So every customer that has an interest in doing this can buy a Tesla, one of these cheap little Tesla robocars. And the, the place that it's going to sit all day is your driveway or your street. So they don't have to build out any infrastructure, right? The people will do this as like a second business, right? So kind of like being an Uber yeah. driver. Like exactly. I can have four of these in front of my house. And every 24 hours a day when they're not charging, they could be making runs. I finance it because, you know, Elon's all about creative financing, right? So why would Tesla finance it? Let the world finance it. Let everyone, right, democratize the whole concept. And everybody that wants to have an Uber Robo uh, taxi can get one, put it in their front yard, their garage, and have it working 24 hours a day. Yeah. Well, so in your neighborhood. So basically, Taking you're a Lyft driver, driver but you don't, have to do, you don't have to spend your yes. time, right? That's I would do the that. Lyft driver I, I want to be. Yeah. You could have to buy a fleet of these. You could have them all parked at the, uh, you'd have to buy parking places somewhere, but that's for you to figure out. And Tesla doesn't have to worry about it. They just provide and, the technology. And do you know what, guys, when that happens, if I even have an inkling of that happening, I should, I should tweet Elon about this. I, the money that I will make, not on Tesla, the money that I will make shorting Uber and Lyft, oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> So, Are you going to wait for it to go back up before you do this, though? Because, you know, they're already at depressed prices. Yeah. Not you know. really. So Uber, I, <laughs> Uber's almost, uh, almost back up. Yeah, it blows my mind. I don't, yeah. I don't get that. But well, I mean, hey, Jared Spencer, 1205, says you need a crazy insurance plan. Maybe, or maybe Tesla would have their own insurance that you could pay into. And Tesla, it would be yeah. like a shared, right. right, a self-written insurance with Tesla for the drivers hey. and stuff. We've, we've already talked about how Elon is familiar with self-insuring. Maybe he will just self-insure all of these cars. Why not? It wouldn't be it wouldn't be out of the question. He can afford it. Why not? I mean, he's probably bigger than most insurance companies just in his personal bank account. Why that's, not? That's a fact that needs to be checked. I don't think that's actually probably true. Um, so I did I did look at uh, our. Uh, YouTube, and it looks like we were flagged. So we are no longer going to be talking about the pandemic formerly known as COVID uh, by name. We're just going to refer to it as maybe pandemic. That may be why we have fewer people watching today is because there's a yellow flag next to us. I've submitted it for a manual review. We're not talking about it. We're just talking about 
we're talking about Tesla. Yeah, if you're we're watching this right now and you work this. at YouTube, yeah. please just just say yes. Let people watch this video. It's a thing that happened in the world. We all know it happened. It's happening. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's happening. But, but they're saying that it, they're determining whether or not this this particular show is suitable. So yeah. It, yeah, who knows? But we, I did see a big spike in impressions right around the time that I said to smash the like button. So it does Thank look you. like they, they went from not showing us as much to showing us because of you guys. Thank you for Thank you guys. all of the viewers who hit it. And if you're, if your little thumb icon at the, in the browser is not blue, smash it. Okay. Thanks. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> rant complete. Hey, uh, CS, uh, I will announce something for, for the viewers here. CS at 12.04, talking about my Peloton trade. Uh, now it's our Peloton, all of our Peloton oh, trade. Yeah, we... uh, thank you. I, you know, I want to announce this is the first time in my 32-year trading career um, that I have uh, made uh, $1 million on a trade on, in over a course of about a week and a half. So Single trade. It was, it was a single trade. Uh, looks like, roughly. I don't. I haven't done the exact calculations, but it's. I think it's like roughly right at about a wow. million dollar win on Tesla, and that's off. By the way, that was just off uh, what initially one hundred and fifty thousand dollars of options, and you know eventually thirty thousand shares of equity as well. But uh, thank you. That it was a big week for us at Dumb Money. Uh, it was a big week for me. I have been trying to unwind over the past forty eight hours. I sold the last of those options today. Uh, so I'm now at fully exited out of the options. I'm keeping my equity, keeping my Peloton equity. Uh, but man, it was it was an awesome experience. So thank you. If you didn't see that last Peloton show, guys, it's a three hour show. We did it live. It was it's it, awesome. I loved it. And <laughs> there's a lull in the middle while we're waiting for the earnings to come out. But and and during the conference call, but before and after that show was fire. You guys need to watch it. And yeah, I will announce that um, because of your million dollar trade you um are now owe three hundred and seventy thousand dollars in taxes <laughs> wah, wah. you know what so so i right after i made that trade i read on twitter it was trending um there was trending capital gains was trending and there was actually the trump administration which it will never get passed the democrats will pass uh, yeah. it, are actually talking about canceling the capital gains taxes here to where you pay zero i was like if that actually happened with the year in the I'm year having, where you made your biggest Short-term gain <laughs> ever? ever by like 10x. If that happened, <laughs> I would have a heart attack because I would then know that something equally horrific is going to happen. There's no no person gets that lucky in one year. So that won't happen. But if it did, I'm, I'm almost doing it. Yeah, I don't call that luck, Chris. That was skill. You you skilled that thing, right? It's, st it's still – it's still, you still have things going your way. So I appreciate that, Jordan. But it, it yes. was it – was, uh, uh, anyway, so let's – I'm just reading through comments here. To see, if there's anything that we have not addressed. Oh, are you guys sticking? So, with my, so by the way, by the way, you made a million dollars on Peloton. I made the trade after you finally convinced me to, and I have made nine hundred and fifty dollars so far. Yeah, cash money. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> so I'm a little late to the trade, but I'm, I'm, you think I should take it? Sell, sell. It's down today. Down three percent today. Nah. <laughs> nah. Now I'm um, gonna buy more now that it's down. Your thousand shares. Let it ride. Uh, <laughs> Corey Schottenstein at 1202, are you guys sticking with Durrell? Uh, you know, this is like that little like $60 million micro market cap company in Canada. We did zero research, but they do own Schwinn and Cannondale. So, so they actually like had this, earnings this morning. 
They did. I didn't yeah. even see what. What did they yeah, do? They were, they, they were fine. They were mildly disappointing. I didn't. I didn't um, go completely over it. Um, but they're up. They're up. Yeah, I mean, it's up twenty percent from when I bought it. So probably a little bit. Probably thirty percent from when you, where you bought it. Yeah. So nice. So fun. I, yeah. I, I. I'll listen to the earnings call, uh, Corey. I, yeah. No, I got it right now. I haven't sold it. I bought thirty thousand bucks. I'm up like ten grand almost on the thing. Uh, I know nothing about it, but yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll check it out. I feel like we made our call, Dave, when it was like literally, was it like 160 or something? I don't know. It was, so, yeah, it was, I don't it was know. way down there. Did you buy it, Dave? I did not buy any. Okay. Yeah, I bought well, it, but I bought, it. Look. I bought so, 10 cents later than Chris did. Did those yeah, earnings come out before the, the market today? Yeah. So it was yeah, down initially and has come up. Yeah. I'll listen to the conference call and see. I don't think I want to be in a stock that small cap for long, though. I mean, it's just it was just a trade. It was just a trade on the whole Schwinn and Cannondale and yeah. people going crazy for bicycles right now. Um, the thing is, it still was only their first quarter earnings, right? So most of the bike sales will probably come in the second quarter. So who knows? Oh, for sure. It's all yep. going to come in next quarter. So maybe they didn't put out guidance. Or yeah, maybe yeah, that's what, kind of- yeah, I didn't read the guidance. I just looked at the top line. The top line was like, you know. Mildly disappointing, but maybe their guide is good, or they didn't guide. And yeah, I might into stick things. in it for the rest of the quarter. Actually, yeah. Yeah. To, to, for this next quarter. Um, let's see here. Uh, Pedro Talarico at eleven fifty nine. Online clothing companies are going nuts today. Revolve up thirty percent. I don't. You know, that's. I don't know why online clothing companies are going nuts today. But I do know that I'm happy that I did not double down in Roku yesterday. Remember, Dave, we were talking about that? Yep. I was like, I just don't see enough. There's too many variables. And I also, I sold all of my trade <laughs> desks. Do you remember I told you that? I sold the trade desk yesterday before earnings. And trade desk uh, is down. It was down. Oh, it's not down that much now. It's only down seven bucks. Wow. Now I feel kind of terrible I sold it all. Um, <laughs> it was down huge. It was down a lot this morning. Anyway, uh, let's see what else. Fleer, buy more Fleer. A Pedro, same thing, 1158. I did buy more Fleer this week, guys. I have a lot of Fleer now. I don't know what it's doing today. Fleer is the thermal imaging company. I just kind of feel like this thing is going to just not stop. Uh, Jordan, I was talking to Jordan the other day about all the manufacturing and uh, warehousing facilities in the world where if people don't show up for work, they have to close down. It's not like a corporation. So it's not like, it's not like a business. It's not, it's not, excuse me. It's not like an office, (laughs) right? Sorry. It's not like an office building. So I think almost every warehouse and manufacturing plant in the world might have to buy one of these thermal imaging machines to basically sense if people have fevers when they're walking in and out of the building. And that they're only made, I think by like four companies in the world that I found. So yes, Fleer. and the, the news came out yesterday that General Motors is going to use FLIR once it resumes its operation. So that was the, the big news story that drove the stock uh, this morning and yesterday. And, and by the way, that is a huge endorsement of FLIR's equipment, because what happens now is when a company like General Motors says that every if I'm a sales, I am a sales. That's my whole world is sales. Right. That's what I've done for most of my career. Um I'm going to use that in every sales meeting, right? I'm going to walk into every sales meeting and they're going to say, well, why should we use your thermal imaging versus 
you know, so and so. Well, I mean, GM did all the due diligence and they picked us, right? Yeah. And that is like gold, gold, right? And and yesterday they also uh, won a twenty million dollar contract to provide um, some kind of system to the U.S. Army soldier born sensor program. Even so, better, the military so, did. You know how hard the military due diligence is when they secure uh, products. So uh, both of those news things hitting the wire yesterday caused this spike we see in the share price. So that's that's big news. Yeah, I I have. Let's see how much Fleer I got now. Take a look here real quick. I up my position this week to where are we Fleer? I have 1,000 shares while we're, or 3,000 shares while we're waiting for Chris. I have 3,000 shares currently worth uh, $118,000. 10,000 shares of FLIR. So far, I'm up $74,000 in my FLIR position. Um, So hopefully it keeps going in the right direction. I feel like, I feel like we have, like, it's like, that's a company I probably want to be in for another few months as long as this whole thing continues. And if I see this, you know, if I see dramatic, uh, you know, uh, decreases in transmission rates, hospitalizations, and it looks like we're going to, you know, we get a vaccine, something like that, I'll be out of FLIR in a second if I hear that a vaccine is working. So, but wasn't one of you guys telling me that you think that even after this, we could see companies continuing to use this? Because it would probably, wouldn't it save companies money? If someone with the regular flu, who that's what I was thinking, right? I don't understand why you wouldn't want, like, if you, let's say you invest the money to go ahead and put this in your office or in your factory or whatever, I don't see why you wouldn't just have this thing up and running all the time. I mean, it's going to, yeah. it's going to save you right in the end. If, let's say you're doing a poultry processing plant, right? You don't want to shut that thing down when the flu comes through and hits. Yeah, or or even lose productivity, right? Because like, if you can get a sick person, if you could remove them quicker, yeah. even if they have the regular flu, that would be great for like just general office health, right? Or, right. or, or that's or, what I'm saying. Like, that could that could that could make five other people sick that day when you just sent them home. You just save five people from uh, from getting sick. Yeah, um, um, and I think that 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 is something that that you know we I think as a society are becoming more aware of communicable diseases and temperature checks just make sense. They should have it at office buildings, uh, at airports, at uh, football stadiums. You know, wouldn't that make sense? Just Let's to talk kind about of- schools. I mean, so uh, yeah. my, I've got a daughter that's in preschool right now, and they had to shut down, not her preschool, but another preschool that was down the road because there was a flu outbreak um, last, uh, last semester. So that's You know why, thing. Jordan? I think I'm going to call Fleer today and offer to buy one of the, depending on how expensive they are, I might buy one and donate it to my school district for my kid's school, middle school next year. I know that sounds kind of crazy. Well, but no, I know I mean, they're they're, not look, gonna... let's say that happens. There would be a news story about it. And the other schools would be like, wait a second. Yeah, yeah you, you absolutely second? should. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that just for my kids. And then, you know, hey, if it ends up like going viral that schools are buying them and I'll, I'll say, all I want you to do is do a press release, national press release, talking about how you, you're putting this <laughs> school. And then it, it, if it helps FLIR go up, I'll probably make my money back, you know, times 10 on whatever it costs me. Now, I do want to address Tim White, 1153. I feel like this guy has has messaged us before about this and I forgot about it. 
Um, and I think I'm glad, Tim, thanks for reminding us because Logitech, uh, L-O-G-I, uh, 1153, is a company my, that- My comments don't go back that far. I, oh, sorry, okay. So you said, Chris, any thoughts on Logitech? Uh, they pretty much own streaming and video calls with their webcams and their acquisition of Streamlabs, OBS. The trends for webcam and OBS are insane. Earnings Monday. Okay, so I wasn't planning on doing like any deep dive research today before market close. I don't know if earnings, Tim, are earnings before or after market on Monday? Uh, I will do a little work on them. And if nothing else, I'll, you know, maybe tweet, tweet something about it if I see something interesting. Uh, I'm not in Logitech, but it's definitely worth a look. We can pull some uh, like a G trend chart on Logitech and and see if, uh, it's, you know, who knows? Uh, well, and, and he's saying the the um, the they whole OBS streaming streaming solution. OBS is like this open source broadcast platform that people use to do live streaming to YouTube and Facebook and those kind of things. We don't use it, but that's only because I can't even imagine trying to explain to Chris how to make a uh, video call to me and then being able to patch that in. It would it would be even a bigger disaster than today's show. Um, but. OBS is big slobs. The, uh, the Streamlabs version of OBS is this like layer on top of the OBS platform. And I think that's what Logitech has, um, has acquired. So that, that could be big for them. And just the whole idea of webcams right now, everybody has a webcam and every, if you, if it's not built into your laptop, you're going to, you're going to have a laptop, uh, a Logitech or a real camera like I do. <laughs> I'm I'm looking into Logitech. I think I think that's it's one that I'm surprised I didn't spend time on uh, during this whole cycle. But I'll, I'll check into it. Uh, what else we got here? Any? I'm looking back through my so scroll. Scroll to the bottom to, to the most recent comments. Um, okay. Do you think? Uh, okay. So yes. Here's here's some people commenting on Logitech. We we are on a delay. Though just the way YouTube works, we don't get your comments and or you don't see us for 30 seconds. And so if you're commenting, we don't get it right away, but we are, we are trying to respond to as many things as possible. So Fleer sells $300 and $10,000 camera system. So Chris, which one are you buying? <laughs> I'm fine to buy. That's not a thermal drone. Here's the thing. Like even, even if I buy like a, a, I don't know, it's a single point of entry for the middle school. I don't know if, I, if it's a $10,000, $6,000 system. I get to write that off because it's a school district. They're a nonprofit, right? And you know my taxes are going to be at the high bracket this year. So <laughs> if I spend 6000 of that, I it would only cost me maybe 4000 you know, and I'm doing good something good for my school district, my neighborhood, the kids. And quite honestly, you know I'm neurotic about this stuff. If I can prevent my kids from getting sick if they go back to school, that alone will make me feel better. So I am are there any clear. are there any privacy concerns to me? It's it's taking an image that overlays a heat map. It's not like and you're in a public space, right? I, I, I to me, it's not like it's an X-ray machine that's taking your clothes nah. off or anything. I think it's just like colors, right? It's like yeah. colors. And, yeah. And it's it's not like no one's really looking at it. It just tells you, you know, when someone is warmer. And what's so great about it is what, what, what the school like unlike a factory where people are coming and going all day, the kids all come in at one time, like over like 15 minutes. So they can literally have the machine on for 15 minutes. And I think the machine works best when you have lots of people coming through it because it measures the differences between different people. 
so people can come in all at one time and they have someone manning it. And then they that's it. It's literally on once 15 minutes a day when the kids come in in the morning, right? Yeah. I think um, it could so, be awesome. Chris, do you have thoughts on uh, Home Depot? Uh, question came in from Truth Austin. And then we have someone who actually uh, is saying that Home Depot sales are high because they work there. Online now, sales I, are through the roof. I love it when we have, uh, you know, followers who are sharing that type of information with us. Yeah, because if you think about it, what we do in, in normal times is we would drive to our local Home Depot and ask the checkout person, hey, is it busier now than last time? And we would do that at five different locations and spend two hours of our day trying to track down just some anecdotal information from the people at the checkout stand or the people who are helping. Is it busy here, here than usual? Are people buying more expensive or less expensive? Is the construction area of the store doing better than usual? That, that sort of thing. It's great to have people just share that with us without yeah, having to drive. Sure. And Home Depot is great. Uh, we, yeah, I think we all um, own Home Depot, right? Did, Dave, did you ever buy Home Depot? Yeah, Farden. I'm in Home Depot for sure. Farden, thank you so, thank you so much for that card, uh, that comment, Farden. Farden saying at Home Depot we opened up new space to store to store online orders because of the high volume. That is great information. I said like when I wrote my book, Laughing at Wall Street. One of the things I said was, you know, everyone thinks that Wall Street has all this intelligence. They have these big firms and trading floors and research staffs. Well, you know, I work with all the research staffs on Wall Street, Bank of America, Jefferies, and they're great and they're big, but they are nothing when you compare them to the research that we could collectively do, tens of thousands of people. We live all around the world. We work in these industries, right? Like our combined shared intelligence by having Farden come on and share that comment with us is so much deeper and more interesting than what a suit sitting in an office in New York City that's just doing research on a computer is able to do. Trust me, guys. The intelligence that you can get off Wall Street is far superior than anything you can get when you're working for a financial institution. So these, you know, this whole concept of us talking about these trades and researching the trades and having you guys chime in on them, the larger we can build this community, the larger we can build this audience, the more fardens we'll have in various industries that will say, hey, I work in this industry. I work at this company. Let me tell you uh, what it's really like, right? Like, hey, you know, I have, you know, 10 friends that had Pelotons and two weeks ago I had two friends. Um, this type of crowdsource social intelligence is everything, guys. Um, so please keep sharing it uh, if you have good tips. And I think it's interesting that uh, his little icon that got randomly assigned to him is Home Depot Colors. It's the little things. <laughs> Thank you, Farden, for the information. And we're, it's it's great. No, I, I love it. I, I, so I have my Home Depot, and I also added Lowe's this last week. So now I have about half a million dollars, which is substantial, of, of a combination of Home Depot and Lowe's. Because to me, no, I'm not going to do the work to figure out which one's doing better right now. It's not important to me. Well, I think I, it's I'm, probably I'm only, about the same, right? It's just whichever one's closer to wherever you live, they're probably doing about the same. Yeah, business. I don't really care. I just see them as the same company. Listen, yeah. at a normal time, I think you can pick a winner and a loser. During a time like this, I'm investing in them as a mini sector almost. So 
I love that trade. And and you know what? They're still off their highs. I think they're still 15% off their highs, right? Uh, I think Lowe's is. I don't know. Home Depot's gotten up there. They're pretty close. Okay. Uh, Ford, uh, uh, Surya Ganesh at 12.26 wants to know about Ford, which is one of our picks. So Ford is one of our three bounce back picks that were invested in Ford, Royal Caribbean, and Wynn Casinos. These are stocks that we feel, um, and before I tell you how we feel, remember we're not financial advisors, so this is not financial advice. Don't do what we do, guys. Our risk tolerance is different than yours. This is educational purposes and entertainment only. So uh, guys, we're, we, have to, we take lots of risk. Uh, but these are three companies that we kind of feel have the balance sheet to maybe, maybe uh, survive uh, the next six to nine months uh, on either, you know, not no sales for Ford. Uh, but we think that they could pop here. I think Ford, if they can get going this summer and they get their plants open in the next four weeks, if they can have even a reasonable July, June, July, I think Ford, you know, hopefully can pop to a more reasonable level, and I'll, I'll exit Ford at that point. Win is a company that I think can survive throughout the entire winter, if need be, uh, and come out of this when we get a hopefully get a vaccine next spring. Uh, I think Win could pop back up to so something close to its old highs, and uh, they have they own all their own real estate. So like Win could sell the real estate that their casinos sit on for somewhere between three and five billion dollars, and then use that cash to survive to 2022 if they need to. Um, and then Royal Caribbean is just a completely ridiculous trade, but it's been our cruiser's going to cruise. I mean, we've been saying that since the beginning. We just we don't believe so much in Royal Caribbean as much as we believe in cruisers. And we don't know when cruisers are going to start cruising again. We just know that they will. So the question is, if they can stay alive until then, we do have conviction that at some point in the future, cruisers are going to come back harder than they've ever come back. And that if they can just stay away from bankruptcy that uh, they will flourish at some point time in the future. Did you see um, the CEO of Norwegian Cruise Lines on Mad Money last night? I thought that I... was a great interview. He basically said that, you know, we run the cleanest operation. We shut down as soon as we, uh, we, we shut down before any of the other cruise operators. We plan to, to you know, be back uh, cruising this year, but we now have secured the financing that if we are unable to have any revenue for the next 18 months, we're still liquid. So that that was, a, I thought, a you know, pretty bold statement from a cruise line CEO to say that, uh, that you know, we're, we're good. We're good for 18 months, even if we have to keep our boats out of the water. Yeah. I, and I, imagine I, how I, expensive I, it is to maintain one of those floating cities. It, it, it is. But, you know, listen, man, you got to understand something. If we can get through this, and, and I've, we want, there's two shows that we're going to do, guys, in the next couple of weeks. I don't know when we're going to schedule them, uh, but there'll be a month, I guess, what, Monday and Thursday. So maybe there'll be next month week. I don't know. The two shows that we are going to do for sure, one is um, a va vaccine trades. At some point, we're going to get really positive information. We hope, we hope on a vaccine. And as soon as we get that, there are stocks that we are going to pour into, okay? And we want to know exactly what those stocks are, the stocks that are going to jump the most and the hardest on a vac on positive vaccine news. So that's coming up. 
Uh, the other, what was the other one? The other was kind of quite the opposite type of episode day. That was, I said oh, it was, the, uh, other one. the other one was, uh, I don't remember. It was based, just, it was, so it was a second wave. This. It was a second oh, yes. wave. Yeah. Yeah. So, so bo- both sides of this, we want to have trades ready to go when the good news comes out about some kind of vaccine that's going to be more effective than what we've seen so far. Or the bad news of this May experiment is resulting in greater hospitalizations, second wave, bigger. What what are we going to do in either case? Yeah, and, and I don't and that mean might be, like, that might be one episode where we where we present here here's here's what we're ready to do and ready to pull the trigger on if things get better, and here's what to do if things get worse. That would be like a four-hour episodes. I don't think we can. <laughs> um, honestly, guys, these are two subject. This is subject matter that I'm super excited about because I think, and I could be wrong, but I think we're going to get a window, a dumb money here, to 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 kind of I don't want to call it front running, but basically to kind of get in front of those news events because we're watching this whole second wave really closely, and if we start to see things that we think could basically trend into a second wave, I think we can get in front of the news cycle and put on some massive, massive leverage shorts on second wave companies that do not have the balance sheets to support a second wave uh, of this virus. And uh, I want to know exactly what I'm going to do. I want to know exactly what stocks I'm going to short. And then on the contrary, if if we get that vaccine news, first of all, I want to know when the vaccine news is coming. I want to get in behind the rumors. You know, a lot of these things are leaking early, right? I want to be looking for that. And in the event we we think we're going to get that vaccine news, like I think Oxford is the first one that's going to report. There's a couple others that are close to reporting in the next 60 days. I want to be ready to trade those vaccine stocks so quick and so hard that while everyone's talking about before the market even has it, millisecond to trade i want to get in on these trades right a day early an hour early that is critical i think there's huge money to be made so we're going to talk about that um and we're going to we you know back when we were trading the market remember back in march it was all about uh having a prepared mind so we're going to get yes. back into the whole notion of having a prepared mind understanding the scenarios modeling the scenarios looking for which scenarios are playing out and having a prepared mind for how are you going to trade the second one of those scenarios looks like they're actually coming to reality. So that's coming on Dumb Money. Make sure you subscribe coming up today. Next week on Dumb Money, if you haven't subscribed, you have to subscribe. You have to turn on notifications because otherwise you will never know that we're on because we do it kind of randomly. We try our best to do Tuesday and Thursday. This week we did Monday uh, Wednesday and Friday, right? So we were completely opposite of what we typically try to do. Um, but for the newcomers, for Brandon Matthews, thank you. you he just found the uh, the thing a few days ago, and he's already a huge fan. Thank you for watching. Awesome, Looks like we just got a super chat from Pedro. Thank you. He's a thank uh, you, Pedro. I, I don't know if I can get to that one fast enough, but he's uh, he he has a uh, huge money in the stock yesterday right before earnings march 15th uh does somebody know something we don't know he's talking about baba uh alibaba we we are not there's uh pedro we are so overwhelmed with the opportunities in u.s markets baba could be the greatest thing in the world we're just not looking at it closely right now because we're just backed up on on u.s trades right now 
Nothing what against about, you know some of these big Chinese stocks. What about Beyond Meat? Any uh, thoughts on that? Meat. That's that's something we did a lot of research and talk about uh, around pre-IPO time, I, I believe. Or yeah, you know we were Impossible Foods, and I was Impossible Food investor back in the day. I, I sold that, but Beyond Meat, love it. It's great. Uh, it's just not that's it's not something I'm looking at right now. Uh, because it's just the degree to which people are going, the restaurant side of that business, I think is still in question. Uh, listen, I just not in Beyond Meat, but I have nothing against it either. Uh, American Airlines being a short for sure, million dollar millionaire. Uh, it's going to be maybe a second wave stock. We'll see. You're <laughs> uh, reading our mind, man. Uh, that is likely to be one of our second wave stocks. Why? Because it's all about balance sheets. Second wave stocks are all about balance sheets. There are some stocks that can survive to 2021 with no business, and there's some stocks that can't. And that's what we're going to talk about on the second wave episode. Yeah. What about LVS, Las Vegas uh, Sands? Are LVS you, uh... can survive. I mean, it's, it can survive. And that's why, we, just like LVS, we own win. You know, big deal. LVS and winner move very similarly to each other. Uh, but by the way, both LBS and Wynn are both mainly uh, Macau companies, right? Most of the revenue and earnings come from Macau, not from the U.S. and uh, Singapore as well for L- LBS. Uh, those are companies that we're not going to short on a second wave because they could survive a second wave. There's other companies that just cannot survive a second wave. And those are the ones we'll be shorting. Uh, thoughts? I, thought. Uh, Roku, Truth Austin, 1236. Thoughts on Roku? Uh, We're in Roku. I kept my Roku. Uh, I didn't double down or anything. I actually sold part of my Roku last week or a week before. Listen, Roku is kind of one of my core holdings for now. I'm not not, like actively trading it. But yeah, we we got it. I like it. I think we'll continue to do well through the next, through this period uh, that we're in. how is Jordan so calm? Does he meditate or medicate? I want to know. No, neither. He, you know what the funny thing is? Oh, this is all right. This is so great that someone said that because on one hand, Jordan is the the most chill person ever. Like he literally the most chill person. And in terms of his investments, he sets his investments up conservatively so that he never should be losing sleep over an investment. Yes. Also, though. Jordan is a high anxiety guy, but you wouldn't know it. But he, he's got a lot of anxiety in his head, and that's why he's so conservative, because but, he doesn't want to put himself out on the edge like that, like we do. Like I do. His, his version of anxiety is way different than ours. We are, we are, you're probably the most extreme as far as just your like being hyperactive about your anxiety and everything you do. Um, but yeah, Jordan's, Jordan's so chill. He's like, yeah, I'm really kind of worried about this you know, so-and-so company doing, but it's not like, ah, we're about to lose our money. <laughs> no, 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 no. I am. And I'm like, he's, he's upset because a company went down or this. I'm like, how much of your portfolio is in that company? And he tells me how many shares and it's like one tenth of 1% of his net worth that he has. Yeah. In that I'm like, oh, are you kidding? Meanwhile, I got 50% of my entire net worth levered in an options trade that has earnings <laughs> coming out in two hours and he's See, talking I just can't to me live like that. i can't live my life like that and i and i uh, talk, so i talked to my wife about this stuff too and she's like i'm so glad you're not <laughs> you're not doing crazy stuff like that now i miss uh, some of the upside too right um but i miss some of the downside yeah yeah you you have the right allocation 
kind of for you. You, you know, yeah. and that, that's the yeah. thing. You you get a little bit of everything on our show. If you want someone who is on the edge, making huge, high conviction bets and taking huge risk in things that I believe in and putting it all on the line. And I'm never going to stop because it's never enough. Not that I'm, I'm not into money. It's not about the money, right? It's just about, about, it's about what I'm winning. trying to achieve it's, it's in this about, market. It's about winning. Yeah. Winning bigger than anyone has ever won before anywhere in this market. You got that in me. If you want someone who you know has a very conservative, calm, reasonable uh, outlook, maybe a little too conservative at times, but but if you, if that's just where you are with the way you think about your portfolio and your money, you got that in Jordan. And then if you just want the most level-headed, uh, 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 you know, kind of middle of the road, who's willing to take risk when it makes sense, even big risk, huge risk when it makes sense, but at the same time. It's just totally calm and rational about everything he does. You got that in Dave. You, you got you got you got the full spectrum here at Dumb Money. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk a little about uh, Cheesecake Factory and Domino's Pizza. Hmm. Uh, by the way, not to get off the path of Domino's, but did you see uh, Papa John's? Oh man, they killed it. I mean, who would have thought Papa John's? They did. I was actually, they did. You know, Shaq, man. I was looking at that. And I was like, should I, should I invest with Shaq, man? Because maybe Shaq, can Shaq turn this thing around? The problem is Shaq does so many commercials. He does so many brand endorsements. That I was like, I felt like he was stretched too thin. So I didn't even read the earnings report. I don't know what they did right, but man, that stock. And when yeah, I, I saw what happened, to- I don't know about don't fight the Fed, but don't fight Shaq. That guy's awesome. <laughs> he, he is, is <laughs> He is kind of awesome. Yeah, but I, I don't. Here's the deal. I mean, I would be so concerned about. I mean, they had that whole thing with their CEO back what two years ago that just kind of turned me off to the whole company. Agreed, agreed. Um, but you know, like I said, it's not a company that I'm for or against uh, in terms of Domino's or Pizza Hut. I mean, Domino's has been on such an epic run. Uh, at some point, the others have to catch up. Pizza Hut and Papa John's have to start doing a better job, both in terms of marketing, user interface in their apps, user experience. Uh, they have to do better. And I, that's why I was just staying away from it. I'm not going to become like a full-time pizza analyst here. You know, like it's, <laughs> I, I, it's just, there's nothing there. I don't have any differentiated informational edge to like invest in Domino's or, or Papa John's. Oh, only... only- that you like their app better. You don't have any anything else. And I think that that's kind of common knowledge because Domino's has an amazing app and their Dude, whole that, pizza tracker and all of that. Their technology is great. And that they've differentiated their experience that way. They have now, uh, they, their innovation for the pandemic was doorstep delivery. But instead of just putting your pizza box on your front mat, they have something like it's, the pizza tripod or the, it's it's some like pizza holder that's just some recyclable cardboard that that they put out they put your pizza on top of it to elevate it from the ground and then they stand back and once you've taken your pizza they will take it away wait who is this it's, dave i'm sorry i missed it who is that? Dom, it's domino's domino's oh, wow. I, I can't remember what they're calling it it's like the it's like this pizza stand that they put on your front porch i still have not yeah. ordered domino's during this entire time of lockdown i've been we i've been using doordash yeah. every day but yeah, so i so if, if i order pizza it is usually domino's how about chelsea corner dave it's great pizza that we're delivering and it's free delivery it is it's- and the, the only reason i forget to order from chelsea corner is that it's not in the DoorDash app. I would have to go to the Chow Now app to find 
No, just go it. to Chelsea Corner, Dallas. Well, I know, but it's not top of mind. So my 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 way of thinking about what restaurant I'm going to eat from is going to an app and just browsing and saying, oh, it recommends my favorites. It knows what I've ordered from before. It knows what I ranked before. And so, and and I did their little free trial of free delivery <laughs> that that ten dollar a month program. Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm kind it of makes hooked. sense. I kind so of you're not, I, if you're if you don't know what we're talking about, Chelsea Corner is my restaurant. Dave is a bar. Uh, Inwood Tavern here in Dallas. But if you're ordering in Dallas, Texas, order from ChelseaCornerDallas.com. Free delivery, 4 to, four to 11 to 10 at night. Anyway, no, what I was going to say is uh, we have upped that at the Camillo household. We actually bought a professional, like one of those really thin pizza, you know, like what do you call it, tray things. Because when yeah. we order pizza, we have this system, of course, as you know, I go out of the house with gloves, I open the boxes, and Amy, my wife, comes out with it. And she will literally, with these ultra thin thing pull the pizza out without touching anything put it directly into our oven heat it for a couple minutes to get rid of any additional virus that's on it right <laughs> and that, that's our pizza system we got going on in our house so I, I it's too bad you're not open for lunch because i would um definitely be ordering right now not- i might get some of that pizza tonight it's it's good stuff uh what, what was the other stock besides uh pizza, cheesecake besides- factory Cheesecake Factory. I haven't checked it in the last day or two. They have, I think they might have had earnings. Cheesecake Factory is a company that I th- I'm shorting. I think I think uh, you know I don't like the risk reward. Uh, I like the risk reward on the short side, but they did they're, they're up a buck fifty today. Um, I do know that Ruth Chris came out with earnings, and I'm shorting them not by a lot. They're basically flat on the day, and I'm still shorting Dave and Buster's, which is symbol play, and they're up a tiny bit today. Um, and, you know, like I said, th- these are my shorts. Uh, my thesis, uh, right or wrong, my thesis is that America is going to get back to life, kind of. Uh, but I don't think, I think there's certain things that people are going to do and certain things are not going to do. In our restaurant, uh, we opened up at 25% capacity and we're doing okay but I don't know that we're going to be able to do a lot more than 25% unless consumer behavior really yeah. starts to tick up. And like I've been hearing that from a lot of the other restaurants in town. And guys, if we hover around this 25 to 50% capacity at restaurants, Cheesecake Factory, Ruth Chris, Dave and Bu- forget about Dave and Buster's. I don't even think it opened. I mean, who's going to Dave and Buster's? <laughs> I don't think these guys, I don't think people realize that we could open up. People are going to get haircuts, right? They're going to get haircuts. What else are they going to do? We're talking about what they're going to do. They're going to get haircuts. They're going to do something else. But they're not like going to go shop for like clothing because there's no events going on. There's no there's no travel. There's no charity events. There's no parties. There's no weddings. There's very few weddings. There's very few things that people are going to to where they need to wear clothes. Uh, they're not like stopping for lunch after work, right? Because they're at their house. They're you know they're saving money. They're eating in. I just I don't know if I'm fully buying the the summer recovery for a lot of these industries. So let's talk about your your restaurant. What is your normal capacity? What 25%? I know that that's the most you're allowed to have. Let's talk about how full you are, how your reservations are doing because that that gives insight at least into one neighborhood at a at a favorite local spot in town that I think would do well if people are willing to go outside. So here's the thing. We are at 25% capacity at peak times. Uh, but as soon as we get off of peak times, we're nowhere near 25% capacity because the vibe right now is like there's no attorneys 
you know, stopping by after work on their way yeah. home to like get, you know, have cocktails and, you know, maybe split uh, some a couple apps. Right. Like that was a big part of our business. Like that's yeah. no longer there. Uh, it's just yeah, for, for a neighborhood getting, place where, where the bar is kind of like front and center and people would just literally show up after work and, you know, you kind of always know someone there. It, that's that's the kind of vibe that people yeah. are avoiding right now. You don't you don't yeah. want to run into people, you know, you don't want to see a face to face conversation. You want to be isolated. You want to be a table away from the closest, you know, the, the next closest table. Yeah, I think even the people that are a little bold right now that are like, I'm going to go out, my whole family, we're going out, we're going to like do this. In their head, they're trying to be responsible. So I think in their head, they're like, well, we'll go to our favorite Mexican place, but we don't need to be going to a steak dinner tonight with our like clients and stuff like that's stupid. Nobody needs to do that, right? No yeah. one needs to take their kids to Dave and Buster's right now. Hold on, that didn't one of our a- friends send us a picture of a plane full of people going to Colorado? yesterday so there are people that that are out that are absolutely not afraid that's different yeah but here's the difference jordan i think people that are going to colorado that makes total sense like people are like hey we're we're getting we're going on our summer like we're we're getting a house in colorado for a couple months or whatever it is like we're not going to stay well getting a house is one thing like because i've considered doing a house but there's no way i would get on an airplane right now well, I know you wouldn't. There's other people that just don't care yeah. about that stuff. But, like, they, they're going to get – listen, people love their vacations, right? And especially people that have houses in Colorado and do all that yeah. stuff. Like, they're going to do it. They're going to roll the dice on the plane stuff. I'm not, but people will. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just think yeah. I'm not totally bought in to a lot of these restaurant stocks. Uh, I, I think there could be some mega trades, mega trades here on the short side. And it's something I'm watching really closely. I don't have big short positions right now. They're pretty small um, because I part of the reason why they were so small is because I assumed correctly uh, to some extent that the market would get all excited about people getting back to life. Remember, we talked about this last week and the week before. There's yep. going to be this moment where everyone's like, we're getting back. We're going back to life. And everyone gets all excited. And then the restaurant stocks all go up and all these retailers start to go up. And like the, the exuberance, but it, it's not necessarily rational. And there are winners and there are losers. Are we right? getting back to irrational exuberance as a phrase? I love that. Yeah, it's if, if you remember that that was that was like back in the nineties when who was the Fed chairman then? Was it like the ninety eight ninety nine? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, that was that. That's probably where I I picked it up from. That's funny. Um, so here here is the um, picture that that I. We have so many messages going back and forth in these group texts. It takes forever to find them. But this is the picture that we were talking about about uh, a full plane. Going to uh, DFW to Denver on American Airlines Thursday pack flight. Yeah, um, thirty people, and it took an hour to go through the thirty-person security line. But look how full that plane is. Oh wow! That doesn't that doesn't seem. No, no, wow. thank you. No way. Yeah, no I thought way. they were skipping uh, skipping seats and things like that. That does not. That picture does not lead you to believe that there's any ske- yeah. seats being well, one, one of. One of the discount airlines was talking about how you could you could pay to have the middle seat unoccupied, and they got in trouble for that, like trying to profit off of the uh, uh, the situation. Um, but I think that they should just by default have at least one seat behind. 
or, or in between and probably like figure out airflow in a plane and stagger people in a different kind of like don't have someone right in front of and behind where the cough goes straight over. Do some scientific research on airflow in planes and suck all that air out and filter it and try to do something different because have you not seen? There's a little video. There's like a little uh, GIF or graphic or something that, that uh, went no, around. No, I like saw that. I, was it a, was it a GIF or a GIF? Ooh, that's that's the burning GIF. question I think, that I really I think it's want to know. It's actually a GIF. <laughs> I call it a GIF. Mm. Um. By the way, like Hal Ramby is asking Long Regis. I looked at Regis, and I'm not Long Regis, and the reason why. Is yeah, people are obviously going to get their hair cut. I mean, you know, a lot of people, but not all people. There's a lot of people that are honestly like going to cut their kids' hair at home. They don't want to send their kids in. Um, and for adults, I think people will kind of get their hair cut, but when they get it cut, they might be like, "I want to kind of do this half as often now." So can you cut it extra short? And instead of coming in every four weeks, I'll come in every seven or every eight until this thing is over. So. You know, I think their business, even in a best case scenario, until we get a vaccine, I think their business could be down 30 percent, maybe uh, 25, 30, 40 percent in a best case scenario. So, no, I'm not long uh, uh, Regis. They have a bunch of salons. Oh, this. OK, this, now this is the okay. reason that I'm not leaving the house. <laughs> That's what happens. That's what happens when you one play. <laughs> one sneeze. And look at the people who turn purple. Those are the ones who get it. Yeah. So I, if I had to go to boom, oh my. it's all based on science. So you're yeah. saying, Dave, if you had to take an international trip, you would buy up one of those private, like like those thirty fifty thousand dollar little cubby rooms. They There's have no on. reason that I would have to take an international trip. There's no reason that I need to travel <laughs> when this is going on. I that no. that purple. We should just start calling it the purple killer because imagine I, if that imagine if that GIF was like on the display screen at the airport and like right by every flight. That, that should be the, that out. should be what they put on the the TSA screens. They should right. just have this on a loop. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no way me? anyone's getting on. <laughs> Short the airlines as soon as this thing is what you have to look at before you get on the plane. Like the, that now boarding sign just turns into this. <laughs> If I if I were like uh, one of these funds like that that short you know like short the airlines and they'll do whatever it takes to kind of promote their position I would just pay to post that which is a GIF is what you're saying <laughs> to post that GIF it's on GIF. every it's person that's searching a flight for American Air, like if I was shorting American every American Airlines I would be paying to run that GIF as an ad <laughs> so that they see it every time. Well, Chris, here's your restaurant. Which table should I sit in? <laughs> and this is why I will not be going to your restaurant. Although your takeout, your delivery service is amazing. I would highly recommend it. But you have to admit, we have more outdoor space than almost any restaurant in town. We that literally is true. have Well, we have a backyard. We have one of the biggest backyard. Oh, there you go. That's here's my, a picture that's of the backyard it. of my restaurant. And, uh, and you've reconfigured it out there so that you have seating yeah. that is spread apart and you have a very large space and it's all about airflow and and time. You don't yes. want to be in a confined area for an extended period of time where people are sneezing, whether they have anything or not. Just no. in general. You, that just sounds like, nah, stay inside. Yeah. I mean, Agreed. stay in your own house. Uh, someone's asking about Rick's, that Rick's Cabaret. They're public, I guess, still about gentlemen's clubs. Are you still researching that? I totally, Jared Spencer, 1252, I forgot to research Rick's Cabaret. I'm sorry. I will put it on my list. 
to research. Um, I can't even imagine. On one hand, I'd be like, it's got to be the worst. No one's going to go. On the other hand, the people that go, do they even care? The people that work there, the people that visit, uh, are, is, that, is this going to stop them? Probably not, actually. They might be thriving in this. So, Dave, we got to do our little – you want me to do a, a drive-by a bunch of these places? I want you like, to do a drive-by. We were talking about something else you were going to do a drive-by. Five, oh, five below. below. That's Ooh. a stock that we play all the time because we feel like we have some sort of insight into the sales yeah. of some – fidget spinner or some trend that that you go to five below to buy five below yeah. seems like a terrible place to go right now because nobody needs that cheap and everybody touches plastic there, from, like, you go and oh, touch yeah. right and that yeah, seems like that a terrible idea. place and that was chris's the thesis is that nobody's going to go to five below when there's yeah. germs but we know that people are not the most intelligent uh species well so i've driven by know. a few places but i can tell you for sure that target is killing it right now <laughs> Target yeah. is killing it, yes. But uh, five. So I'm going to drive by Five Below today. I want to know probably. about Five Below for sure. I'll I'll, I'll do a drive by and um, listen. Like you don't need anything at Five Below. There are zero essential goods at Five Below. They sell candy and novelty items. By the way, I wait, love wait, Five Below. Hold on, hold on. It's you like, know what you need? <laughs> it's like my the, favorite store. Things. What, yeah. what are those called? Squishies, squishies, squishies. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we almost started our own squishy line a couple of years ago too. <laughs> but it was a cat squishy line. We were just remember we were tr we were going. I to just remember the actually. Hamburger. I was out the second that it turned a cat and away from the hot dog. The <laughs> So, you wanted a hot dog with cat ears. No, no, no I wanted the hot dog that was like the dachshund, the hot dachshund. Oh my god! Oh my if god. my old employees. <laughs> we're looking at this because they, they were involved helping me out on this. If, if we were going to yeah, reached out to, to manufacturers in China to see if we could get these these squishies produced in, a, in an exclusive line. Daria and Laura, if you're watching right now, you've got a comment. But, but we were going to merge two mega trends. It was the squishy <laughs> trend that, that, that was trending. And the cat trend is always trending. So we were like, what if we could bring together the squishy trend and the cat trend and make the world's best line of 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 cat squishies and it, it just doesn't matter because people. you're going to miss out on the hot dachshund trend yeah <laughs> we were, we hired we hired designers to design them yeah we actually have some mock-ups of what these things were going to look like chris you, you you froze it again but we have we have uh like 3d renderings of what the um the squishies were going to look like. My favorite was the hybrid between Chris's cat idea and Jordan's hot dog idea, where they put whiskers and ears on a hot dog, and it was a squishy. <laughs> Worst. Why? How, how have we ever made any money with with these kind of? It, it is these. It's there was the fact a that we allow ourselves to uh, brainstorm this kind of stuff. There was a day in our <laughs> office where Chris spent like an hour and a half just smelling and squeezing squishies. I had a crate of them. I ordered them from all of them. I had so many squishies from so many squishy manufacturers. <laughs> squishy videos. It was out of control. <laughs> Dude, hey, I bet Elon Musk does the same exact thing. Guaranteed. I'm, I'm sure he you does. You know he does. He's he's working on on putting computer chips in people's brains right now. It's kind of the same thing. <laughs> I'm out on computer chip brain company.
Oh, I love it. I I totally want in. We need to try to source some shares of that private company directly from Elon if we have to. If you're watching Elon, if you saw if you saw your thumbnail, Elon, and you clicked this and you stayed with us for the two hours we've been on the air, please comment. That would be amazing. Uh, Jared Spencer, who's ripping on, he said, I can't, uh, 1258, I can't wait till Starlink comes out so Chris can get some better internet for his pandemic punk. Let me explain what's happening right now while I'm going out. So when my, when I went out earlier, which had probably had nothing to do with my internet, it was probably the, uh, my, my uh, iPad, Dave, I switched my controller away from the controller that had a hardwired internet, and now I'm on Wi-Fi. So that's the problem. That's the problem. Well, so... I'll that's fix that's that one problem. Time. I mean, everything everything in your studio seems to be just it's it's a big stack of equipment on bringing it back tree. to cats. It's, it's cat a tree. cat tree, which is like a cat climbing thing that has a perfectly uh, level surface for the laptop to sit on. If you if you pull your other camera further away, we can bring that one in too. Here, let me. It's, that that that's what it's on. My studio okay. is a cat tree. It's a cat no tray with today. a microphone and yeah, it's, uh, yeah. and now, but now he's actually broadcasting from an iPad, which is genius. It's just, uh, okay, let me just, okay, I got the right ones, but I think we should just have multi multiple Chris's. <laughs> Like, yeah, I like double one, Chris. One is, one is super orange and kind of over, and, and then one is blurry and choppy. Hey, two times the content, two times the video. That's what, that's. <laughs> but Jared, thank you for the comment. Uh, maybe, maybe, just maybe, we'll get some uh, better performance out of uh, Chris's technology here. Maybe I'll just mail you my MacBook Pro, and you can. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it would be serving me well. I have an uh, extra. William Holmes, hey, Chris, folks actually, are coming. I promise. I promise. I know you're. I, I deserve to be guilt tripped on this. I'm going to start. I have my old. Week. I have my old MacBook Pro. If you need it. <laughs> no, 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 I'm going to make this work. I know what I did wrong today, so I, I, I'm going to make it work. Next time, Monday, we'll be all good. All right, guys. Cool. Uh, we're at two hours. We got to end this at some point. Uh, all right. I'm. I'm just going to throw these comments up on the screen so that uh, so that you can read as we as we do our big sign off. And I look for the button I'm supposed to push to take us off the air. I'm getting delirious now. I, I haven't eaten yet today. <laughs> no, and that's the thing. We start these at 11 o'clock our time, and we end it now at 1 o'clock. And my very next thing is to open up the DoorDash app and try to figure out what I'm going to eat. Do you have any ideas? I don't know, oh, but Dave. let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go – I'm going to drink a beer. That's um, a great idea. Dave, there is a concert on my street tomorrow night, by the way. Do you invite it to? You like <laughs> an outdoor concert. concert, I hope. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a guy with a guitar and a pickup truck and he's going to be playing on my street. Everyone has to social distance, what? but as long as you agree to social distancing, oh, no, we will try that's to cart. We'll what time is it? I'll, I'll be there. my neighbor's driveway. Hold on, somebody um, like rent this guy? Did they uh, are they paying him to uh, come do this? It's a friend of a friend, uh, uh -huh. and he's just going around and doing block. Uh, I don't know street concerts, like a street for party. People. Man, what, what, I what love that. What time is it? Tomorrow at, at sundown. Uh, what time? Tomorrow is it? evening. Tomorrow evening. I'll I'll I'll, I'll let you know. Okay, send, send, <laughs> me a, send me a some info on yeah. that. I definitely want to go. That's to a that. great idea. Yeah. For those of y'all who don't um, know, Dave lives literally one block from me. <laughs> yeah, we we can walk. We walk to each other's house. When we did the social distancing party at your house, we walked there, and I brought a tape measure, and we had our chairs twelve feet apart because we wanted to double the CDC recommendation. And then our other friend Lynn, who also lives a block the other direction, I'm I'm kind of in the middle. 
Jordan used to live right here. I mean, it's, between it's, us, he used to live between me and Dave. Like, like the four of us were just <laughs> like within a like three house radius. If you were to draw a circle, I think I was in the center. But we I would, had to break it up because when we would send documents back in for startups, it'd be like, "Are you guys like in a weird like conference? <laughs> like, what's going on?" I mean, and that's it would be not so how much we met. Wouldn't it be we so much easier if we just shared one years. big house? For 20-some years, we know each other, and then we just decide to buy houses all within half a block of each other. It's so freaking weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then, Leon says that um, when we're talking about the squishy cats, Laura is on, so she she is watching, and, <laughs> and Leon was also at that company. They, they know all about the, the, the ideas that come when we sit in our our chairs. We, we never had desks. This is another thing we should talk about. We never had desks at the offices that, that for ourselves, for, for people who, who actually worked, they had places to actually sit and work. We set up like a living room that had four chairs that all faced in towards each other. And we would sit and just talk for hours about the most crazy nonsense. It, it was, you know, about a, whether it's an investment or an idea or a company we wanted to start or just what, what we're going to have for lunch that day. It kind of was exactly what you're watching right now, but just done without an audience, without a yeah, live studio that, audience. That's pretty much how the show was born. We just added cameras. That's all we did is add cameras. <laughs> oh, Daria is on, not, not Laura. So, hey. Daria. Hey. What's up, Daria? <laughs> Daria. <laughs> so basically... You're getting to watch what you could overhear if you have ever worked at one of our companies. And it was not just the company. It was not just ticker tags with you two. It was the company before that, eCarList. We had the same four-chair configuration and just rotating random people sitting in it and talking <laughs> about ideas. And that Different. that is kind we. We don't need desks. We Wait, just Dave, need a place to hang out. Dave, that was different companies identical configuration and then after we sold ticker tags and we ended up going to work random we go to work at a we work when we just wanted a place to go we, we rented the WeWork same. space, but we didn't. At, we said we do not want a private <laughs> office. We just want to hang out in the common space. And every day we would show up and just claim the this this configuration <laughs> that was very similar to what we were used to, and we would just sit there and chat about life. And that is really where dumb money came from, is because yes. we were doing that every single day, me, Chris, and Jordan, and it was <laughs> it was just too interesting not to start filming. And oh that's, boy! That's how this channel uh, came uh, to be. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna let out a little uh, a, a little uh, tiny bit of uh, uh, I don't know, I, I've lost my mind. Anish uh, <laughs> Karung at 104. This is more fun than watching a movie. Um, there will someday be a dumb money movie. It's coming. It's coming. I can't talk <laughs> about it more than that. I can't talk about any more of that. But but it, just it, know no, something. This is actually a real thing. It's a real thing. Something is very early on in the works. It is much bigger than us, though. It's not. It's not just about us. But it's. It's. I think going to be we'll maybe be a the part biggest of thing. A, another movie. Yes. So uh, just a little bit of insight into the future coming 2022. Maybe uh, to a maybe <laughs> to a theater near you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, okay, guys. No, I theater, got to theaters have lunch. are done. Theaters will be done by 2022. It'll be beamed straight to your house. You'll be able to watch straight it on your, to your, on your TV. TV. Straight to your drive-through. All right, yes. I have to have lunch. I, Me too. <laughs> I have to go on Good my to bike see you guys. ride. I have to go on my bike ride to check out Five Below to see if there's anyone in the parking lot. 
uh, and maybe go by Rick's Cabaret to see if there's no one in that parking lot. What <laughs> <laughs> a weird <laughs> It's research. You're going to drive your bike all the way to Rick's Cabaret? I don't know. I think I have the close ones in Houston. <laughs> just, don't anyway, any, just don't take any singles. Anyway. <laughs> Make uh, it rain. Later. Uh, but, but talk about our podcast and all that stuff, Dave. You need Crock to watch later, our- buddy. If you if you're uh, if if you do podcasts, go to uh, any wherever you look look for podcasts and look for Dumb Money Live. We're there. You'll get to hear a replay of all of our, our shenanigans here. If you're too busy to watch the whole thing, um, we also have multiple YouTube channels. Uh, Dumb Money is our original channel. Dumb Money Live is what you're watching now. Uh, I have a channel called Hey There Dave here. And I'm not making any videos on it, but you really should subscribe to it because it is awesome if I ever have time to make another video. Um, what, what else do we, uh, I, I always plug like three things, I think. That, oh, subscribe here, ring the bell, because if you don't ring the bell, you'll never know that we're on the air because, you know, we kind of do them at random times. Uh, smash the like button, do all the things that YouTube likes you to do. And uh, that's it. We're done money. Thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you. We're, we're doing it Monday, right? Oh, yeah. Or is it the, Tuesday? Oh, the good, good. Is next week is going to be awesome. I, think I, I know I always Tuesday. say that. Oh, wait. What are we I talking always, about on Monday? Is it Monday or Tuesday? Uh, oh, I guess Tuesday and Thursday. You're right. Wait, Monday and Thursday? We did Monday or Thursday? We usually Tuesday? do Tuesday and Thursday. Today we did Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hmm. Um, you want to do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday? Now that we're you no, know, stir it's crazy in our houses, <laughs> it's too much. But I'm totally open to doing uh, like a Monday, Thursday. I think Monday we should do it, man. You want to uh, do because it I, I I want to. You're talk too excited. About... You need to get this stuff out. You're gonna have all I weekend. Wanted... You 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 have too much to say. I do. I have too much to say. I, I, let's just do vaccine the vaccine trades on Monday. Okay. Because man, the trades that ones. we will make if there is any substantial news on a vaccine we will tell you what trades we're going to make monday here on the money live we'll see you next time